In this week's episode, we discuss the record-breaking opening weekend from the Black Panther. I give a short review and we discuss the far-reaching effects of its success. There's some new bricks on the block at Disneyland, and if you walk step-by-step, you might just be hanging tough. Some new churros have arrived at the parks, but don't call them basic. Or do. The new Pixar fireworks have been previewed, and it sounds awesome. Also, Andy Mack, Incredibles 2, Descendants 3, and more on this medium-well-done episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh. The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look hey what's up people merry christmas no not yet but it's cold enough it, there you go it sure is cold out there hello everyone uh it was like um 37 degrees or 36 degrees last night in my house it was cold it even was, in long beach it, well yeah you're closer to the you water live, and you, well and you live closer to the mountains so there you go <laughs> i guess i don't know how that works i don't i don't know geography but anyway yeah it was really really cold and i was actually freezing that i just i was watching tv and it was about four o'clock in the morning, and I figured, you know what? I think I just got to go to bed and put a blanket on or something because it was just too too cold. I used the electric blanket. I was so cold today. I don't have one of those. I might might uh, catch on fire. I don't know. I don't trust things like that. So what's up, Anthony? What are you doing? Nothing. Watching hockey. Oh, speaking of watching hockey, did you guys watch the NBA All Star Game? What? No. no, no, you didn't watch that. You didn't see Fergie sing. I mean, on on the on the phone, I heard her <laughs> saying. The only thing I saw that the only thing that I saw that I would have been slightly interested in watching, but I never did, would have been uh, the guy who uh, dunked over Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. Did you hear about that one? Yes, yes, I saw. That was something. the only thing I saw, and the only thing I cared about. Well, I only cared about it because I saw it. <laughs> Otherwise, I didn't even know the All Star game was going on. I was had other things going on more important than that. Well, the only reason I brought that up is because our Tim the Tech was actually working all week preparing over there for the All-Star game, and he actually saw some people at one of the hotels that he works in, and uh, he said there was a whole bunch of people coming in, a lot of tall guys. He says, I don't even know who they were. Was tall guy there? I, I don't know. <laughs> he might have been there. I don't know. But you never know. Maybe Tim saw some basketball players, but, you know, he doesn't follow the sport like, you know, most of us don't, and... uh I don't know. Anyway, he was uh, very, very busy over there um, working on setting up some parties or something. I don't know what he was doing. He wasn't allowed to tell or anything like that. What else is new? I don't know. I was trying to get him to take some pictures. I wanted him. All I wanted him to do was like pose in front of maybe an all-star, um, the logo, 
you know, cause I'm sure it's all over downtown LA, but for some reason he couldn't do that or oh, it was here. Yes. Yes. It was at Staples Center. <laughs> so that once I pay attention. Exactly. So yeah, it was here and uh, yeah, he was working some stuff over there. So anyway, that's the only reason I brought it up because Tinder tech was working over there and his next big gig will be the Emmys. Or the Oscars. Whoa. Whatever's coming up in a couple of weeks. That's his next thing he'll be doing. It's the Oscars. Yeah, so the Oscars, he'll be doing um, lighting again on the red carpet. So if you guys are watching the Oscars and watching all the celebrities arrive and they're on the red carpet, well, Tim's the one and supplied the power for that. So, yeah, that's the only reason I brought that up. It had nothing to do with actually watching the game because I didn't watch it or anything. It's like, you, it wasn't important. And, yeah. So anyway, other than that, let's get going. We have a long list of stuff to talk about. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's right. And uh, we're going to start with the announcement of, well, it has nothing to do with us, but we're going to talk about it anyways, Toy Story Land, that's opening on June 30th in Florida. Now, they sent, uh, Disney sent out a notification tweet or whatever. I got a tweet, and it was like really early in the morning. I don't even know what time it was. You know, well, keep in mind, they're three hours ahead over there. Well, and it was still early. It was still kind of early, because I remember looking at the date, the time on it, and I was like, oh, that seems kind of... It was really early, because... I I'm, mean, if they sent it at two or three in the morning, that would be like crack of dawn there. Well, like I said, I I just thought it was early. They should have sent this tweet the day before, you know, or the night before, basically saying that there's going to be an announcement on Good Morning America... So I saw the tweet, and it said it was going to be at 7.35 East Coast time. And I'm like, okay, well, or was it no 8.35? That's right, 8.35 East Coast time. And I'm like, well, you know what? Well, that's only 5.30 here, so I'm going to be up anyway, so I might as well watch it. I mean, it. I guess technically for them that's not really that early. I mean, what time does Disney World open? I don't know, Nine. but, but the, no, it is early because I'm up all night, and I see when they, their tweets start, and their tweets usually start about 6 o'clock in the morning. Here, our time, our time, which is nine o'clock. Them, yeah. So, I mean, so that's them, when they're going, they're get going. Them tweeting at two o'clock in the morning here is pretty early for right. them to start tweeting anything. So anyway, I uh, said, you know what, I'm going to be up anyway, so I might as well watch it. And um, a lot of stuff going on in the news, so they actually were kind of late on the announcement, and it wasn't as a big hurrah as I thought it was going to be. It was just hurrah. It was just Walt Disney World's opening Toy Story Land. Basically, they had the characters there. They had Buzz and uh, Woody and uh, Jesse, maybe somebody else. I don't know. And then they had the ride vehicle, the coaster. The Slinky Dog. The Slinky Dog there. And they were just in front of that, and they just put out a sign saying June 30th, Toy Story Land. And and it was probably not even a minute long, and we're done. So it's no hoopla. It was just announcement and... Straight to commercial. Well, you know what's important, breaking in that ad dollar. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I guess uh, Slinky Dog was on a tour or something. The, when Disney uh, sent the tweet out or something, they had a video, and Slinky Dog was going down uh, uh, Times Square area. They had a video of that. So I don't know. It, like I said, it wasn't a big hoopla or anything like that. It was just this is when it's opening, and we know that uh, it's going to open in uh, Shanghai, in April, right? Next month or two months, whatever. Which one? The Toy Story Land. Oh, it's opening in Shanghai as well. Is that the one, Shanghai? Or is it another? Didn't they already have Toy Story Land? There's another mm. one that's opening up. Well, there's two of them. Paris has Toy Story already, but there's not a Slinky Dog Coaster. I think that's the only one with the Slinky Dog Coaster. 
I know there's one opening in right. April. April. The, yeah. And then now they announced. Maybe the I was just thinking about the Toy Story Hotel. Hotel. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that's right. So. And that's supposed to be in. No, that already that was built. Oh. Yeah. That was I, in Shanghai because that was in, previewed at uh, D23 in 2015. So yeah, I believe the Shanghai is again the, the other Toy Story Land, which is opening in April. But yeah, that's about it for Toy Story Land. That's all I got about that. Right on. Yes, you're right. Toy Story Land, Shanghai. But I do not believe that this has a Slinky Dog coaster. I don't think anybody said it did. I'm just saying. Okay, well, of course, this big this last weekend, we had Black Panther come out, and oh my gosh, it did all the records and stuff, and it did so amazing. Oh my gosh. Why haven't I seen this movie? Oh, yeah, I was at a Doctor Who convention. That's why. I saw it. That's my excuse. I saw it. I don't know if it's a fair comparison to make, but I really feel like this was the feels of this movie and the level that it's at in, how do you say, um, appeal? Right. Is Marvel's answer to Wonder Woman. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's just on that same level. My sister even asked me, like, would you say that it's appropriate for, you know, my my niece and nephew are like eight and nine. She says, would you say it's appropriate for the little ones? Uh, you know, she still treats them like they're six. But, um, and I said, yeah. She goes, well, they saw Wonder Woman, and I thought that was appropriate. And I said, this is perfect for them. Well, let's hear about the records that it broke. With It had a astounding $201 million over its first three <clears throat> days. That's I don't know if that's counting Thursday or if that's just considering Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It leapt into the top five domestic openings of all time, shattered the record for a February debut. It has grossed $242 million over the President's Day holiday weekend, making it the second highest four-day domestic opening of all time, only behind The Force Awakens. I knew that one. It's number two, wow. Number two all-time opening weekend. It had a stellar international debut of $169 million, making it have earned $370 million globally through Sunday, and it actually included Monday $427 million worldwide. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. It is the fifth film in industry history to break the $200 million mark in its debut, joining Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Avengers as Disney basically having four of the five. Who's the one that isn't? Avatar? I don't remember. I think it's Avatar. I don't know if they had a $200 million opening. That was before stuff started doing that. Hmm. Well, Disney Studios now holds eight of the top ten all-time de- domestic <laughs> debuts, five of them from Marvel Studios. Considering that they released, that they release like something like one third of the movies that are made in today. That's right. Not, that's fair. They had a domestic February preview record of 25.2 million on Thursday. It had 75 million in its first day. The fourth biggest Saturday ever was 65 million. The second best Sunday in history was 60 million behind only the force awakens and remarkably the biggest Monday ever with 40.2 million. It is the 18th number one debut out of 18 releases in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Where, where is or, it in the Marvel? It's number one. No, it's the number. It's the 18th number one debut out oh. of 18 movies. 
In other words, it's a fancy way of saying Marvel, Marvel, has, put, Marvel has put out 18 movies. All 18 of them have, have had a number one debuts. And it is the ninth of the 18 to open above 100 million. Well, here's my review. First of all, just real quick, just a couple other things I just want to mention before you do that. Okay. Make sure it's spoiler-free also. Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, it has already outgrossed Justice League in only four days. As it should. <laughs> it is already on pace to outgross Guardians 2, Wonder Woman, and anything else that was released last year other than The Last Jedi. Wow. It might even outpace Last Jedi because it actually out did last jedi for the weekend by one billion we saw it on saturday i believe one million i'm sorry we saw it on saturday or sunday night i can't remember which one and there were two seats that weren't in the front left in one row and we had to buy those two seats separate and then ask people to move down that's how packed it was uh my review i would say is that it was it was way better than i thought it would be I expected it to be good just because of the team that's behind it, but the story was great. They had you caring about uh, Wakanda, which is the country that Black Panther comes from. Um, the 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 costumes and the the visuals were just fantastic. It didn't have any of that DC movie crappy uh, the <laughs> effects. Uh, and, and I'm a huge DC Comics fan. I think Superman's fantastic. A lot of people don't like Superman because he's this, you know, perfect hero or whatever. But I love Superman. I thought all the Superman movies were good. I thought Batman versus Superman was fantastic. But the Justice League was a big, fat, pot, steaming pile of crap. And it's not not surprising at all that it that it outpaced all those movies. I just recommend everybody go see it. I'll go see it a second time myself. I saw I saw Last Jedi three or four times, and I, I would I would easily see this that couple times. And you know the Marvel movies and the Marvel and Star Wars movies are the, really the only ones that have come out in the last decade or so where I'm like gung ho to go more than once. I really want to go back and they're see. they're just consistently good and quality. Right. I mean, there was a couple of villains in this movie. One was kind of eh, and the other one pissed me off. It really, it really did. It was, he was so bad, but on a level that really hurt people, like in many ways, without, you know, without too many right. spoilers, he really was, he really hurt a lot of people in a lot of ways and hurt the way of life of people in a lot of ways and yet was able to draw others in to make that hurt even worse in the, to the way that it, and the, the actor that plays him, I really like. And it made me really not. Is that like Michael the guy. B. Jordan's character, or yeah. is that the other guy? That's Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it made. I mean, I lo- I think Michael B. Jordan is fantastic, and he's. I think he's been fantastic ever since he was in uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, I've I've been a fan of his. Well, Michael B. Jordan's yet another person to have redeemed themselves from a uh, from being in a crappy one, uh, Fantastic Four movie, right? <laughs> Just like Chris <clears throat> Evans. So uh, yeah, we have a history of uh, fan of Human Torches going from. Crappy or okay Fantastic Four movies to come into good Marvel movies. But I really hated the guy in the movie. I mean, he was just just so, so bad. Not almost evil, but bad in a, like, he was made bad. 
He's not just evil. Like a realistic bad, though. Right? Yeah, like uh, like he was wronged, and because of it, he's been he's you know been you know he's just been hurt, and he wants to convey hurt to everyone else. Uh, and it's I mean I don't know. It was just fantastic. The the visuals and the costumes and the the colors. It's like almost every shot had golds and silvers and blues and reds and greens and just the the costumes were. I mean, literally every time that you saw costumes, they were contrasting colors in the same shot where it just it made everything pop and stand out. It's just really, really well done. I can't say enough good things. I like colors. It sounds that just from your description, it sounds like it can win an award for costume design. Then. It probably will, yeah. But there's so many. I mean, yes, it, it very well could, but it, at the same time, if you've paid attention to costumes in movies recently, they're they're all just, I mean, costumes like the hardest category. Because they're all so 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 well, good. Plus, a lot of times, movies that are at the beginning of the uh, the, the Oscar season tend to be forgotten, which is always a problem. True, used to be always a problem when movies came out in December. Back when December used to be the cutoff, the cutoff. Yeah. But now it's I think December is included now, so I think the cutoff somewhere in time in January. So yeah, you got Black Panthers, which is going to be in the 2019 Oscars, right? So you got a lot of stuff that's going to come out between now and then. Wrinkle in Time is one that you know it's going to get nominated. I'm sure, yeah. But who knows how that's going to be. You know, I'm excited to see Wrinkle, but at the same time, it could very well be the next Tomorrowland as far as a big flop. I was thinking the same thing. The way that it feels is... Very sci-fi. It does. It does. And people sometimes just don't. Well, do you think people will? Grip do you think that? it will not do well for the same reason Tomorrowland did? Because people just won't understand, or they just don't have the open mind to understand it. That maybe. I'm going to say yes because they Cause don't understand exactly. it. Exactly. Tomorrowland. I loved it. I loved it. You know, it, Elizabeth it, will watch it over and over and over well, again. I freaking love that movie. I'll defend it to my grave. Yeah, me too. It, it is a movie you have to pay attention to. You yeah. know, you have to pay attention to what's going and, on. And and right now, Wrinkle in Time, I don't understand it. Just seeing previews, and I don't know anything about it. I know a lot of people have read the book and they just love the book, but you know, so right now, I I, I kind of want to see it, but I really want to see it. Because I'll probably love it. I'll probably think it's the greatest thing ever. But yeah. uh, it's very, very possible that people aren't going to get it or they're not going to want to, you know, they're not going to go see it that second time or, you know, but another one, too, in that same category as Tomorrowland is John Carter, which I thought was one of the best movies. I'm, again, I like Westerns and I like you know, sci-fi. To be honest, I've never seen John Carter, oh, and dude, not because of Carter. all the horrible things about it. I'm I've coming just... over next week early we're watching <laughs> John Carter. That movie is freaking fantastic. And then, then we're going to put out Up. <laughs> Why? Because you've who's never seen Up? I've never seen Up. Oh, God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I don't make me start of all the things you've never seen. Like what? I'm sure I can name many things off my rack over there you've let's, never seen. Well, let's... We don't have time. But getting back to this. To getting, Black Panther. Getting back on track. It's a wrinkle in time. Uh, one point about wrinkle in time, I think that is very important in that I want the movie to do really well is because I want, uh, I'm probably going to say her name wrong, but Ava DuVernay. The I little want, kid? No, the director. Oh. The one who directed Selma and everything. I want the movie to do really well because I want her, I want Disney to to. Look at her and say, "This is somebody we don't want to let go, and we and this is somebody we want to give a Marvel or a Star Wars movie to." 
and I want that. What I really want to happen. I'll I know there's a lot of people I that I know it. really want that to happen as well. I'll reserve that for after I watch it. Well, watch. Have you seen Selma? Yeah, Selma's fantastic. Well, there you go. Not the same kind of movie you'd compare to anything Star Wars. This, however, could be. Well, yeah, of course. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. This movie is important because it's going to show whether she's somebody that should be given a Star Wars or a Marvel movie, Terry, which is definitely something that should happen. Well, there should be a woman directing one of these things anyway. Uh, Star Wars has always stood for fem- you know, women- female empowerment and stuff. I mean, from the, from the beginning. Right. Um, you know. J.J. Abr- Abrams gets mad at them talking about too many women in Star Wars. But. Right, but now you need the more women behind the scenes. Agreed. And we've had this discussion before, but that's why her doing so, doing well on that hopefully opens the door for her doing something else important as well. I'll totally so. agree. Diggs, have you seen John Carter? No. Oh, man. You need to go home and watch it. Seriously. It's good stuff. Okay. Well, where are we going to watch John Carter? We have to find it <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Guardians 2 yet? Yes. Oh, good job. So you've seen both now. Yeah, I have What did you home. think All of right. the second one? That was good. Yeah. That's funny. What did you think of uh, Kurt Russell's uh, Omni... Omni uh, or what, are they, what they, would you say omnipotent character? Omnipotent? Sure. I mean, they killed him, obviously. He's not completely omnipotent, but you wouldn't well, compare him to Q, would you? Yeah. Snap of the fingers? Yeah. Whatever he wants? Yeah, he's very Q-like, yes. Very I think Q-like. his his powers are different, very different. Well, yeah, they're different, but he's uh, he's a celestial being. Right. With, <clears throat> yeah. So Wrinkle in Time, Black Panther, I think we have some exciting stuff coming up. Oh, we definitely have exciting stuff, because, I mean, then just, you know, a couple months, we got Infinity, Infinity War. War and Solo and all kinds of stuff going on. I know it's only February, but... <laughs> I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be a good time to die. Well, She'd miss all this cool stuff coming up. Right. Right. <laughs> just cut that What out. makes me think about... No, the reason I say that is it makes me think about the the guy that was... Like, yes. Force Awakens was coming out, oh. and he basically, like, everybody rallied and said, this guy's not going to make it until December 15th right. or 18th or whatever it was, and, you know, they let him watch the movie, like, a week ahead of time. Right. And he died, like, two days later. Wait, yeah, so uh, get out there and see uh, Black Panther. Let us know what you guys thought of it. Mousepire at gmail.com. Subject line, Black Panther. So how was the Doctor Who convention that was more important than Black Panther? <clears throat> Wasn't it more important than Black Panther? It just happened to be the same weekend Black Panther came out. I mean, I would have taken like a break in the middle of the convention. and said, Oh, there was no time Panther. for breaks. That, that convention was fast-paced and bam. But it was nice to be able to see everything. It was so nice and small. With all the ums. Well, I mean, besides all the ums. More ums than Alice in Wonderland? What Alice in Wonderland? In the new Alice in Wonderland, Alice's name is Um when she goes to see the Queen. Oh, I don't remember that. But the guy who played Tweedledee and Tweedledum was there. Cool. Matt Lucas. One of them? Oh, the actual The actual actor. The actual actor, Matt Lucas, was, he was, fantastic was there because he was in Doctor Who recently. So he was there. Who? I actually was, went to a booth in the dealer's room and I was, we were trying to buy something and there was these people in front of us and this lady turned around, just a minute, he's trying to buy something. And I'm like, <laughs> well, so are we. And then all of a sudden I see a bald head and I realize, oh, that's Matt Lucas. That's funny. Do you go about your business, Matt Lucas? <laughs> 
Speaking of bald heads, somebody got a haircut. <laughs> uh, but I'm not bald. No, no, not at all. But you did get your yearly haircut. Yes, I did. Ooh. I got my yearly haircut. It's bi-yearly, right? Yes. Well, depending. This I think it was... actually literally has been a year since I got a haircut. It was pretty really? long. I don't remember. I'd have to look back at pictures. <laughs> Does the green hat fit loosely? Oh, it's very loose. <laughs> so is my regular My regular hat is rather loose, too. So you might actually see me in my good hat. So... For those that don't know, Anthony has this very specific hat that he wears only for the podcast. Oh, well, it's his yeah. VIP hat. It's his VIP golf hat. Yes, it's fitting loosely. Yes, it does. So, what do we got after wrinkle? Oh, well, we didn't have wrinkle. We but didn't wrinkle at all. But we wrinkled it. But uh, speaking of uh, Black Panther, he made his debut at California Adventure. Yes, he did. Yeah. We uh, talked about it. What? month and a half ago january or december that he was going to be coming to the parks right but there was no date and there was no location and i just want to point out that at the time i said it would be ideal if he came to the parks the day the movie started as opposed to thor and loki who didn't start walking around the parks until about two weeks after ragnarok came out as we recall because this was whenever it was it was announced it was about that same time and i said well, hopefully they get their shit together and they get Black Panther in the parks the day the movie came out. Well, boom, called it. Yeah, so he uh, he makes his arrival just like uh, Black Widow did in the Black Widow Jeep. I guess we can't really say it's the Black Widow vehicle. It's the Avengers vehicle because... Uh, I'm almost positive it's the black, the one Black Widow. No, 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 no. My point is it's not Black Widow's vehicle. Right. It's, it's just the Avengers yeah. vehicle because Hawkeye came out in the same vehicle when he was doing photo ops. Um, I never saw that one. Yeah, I, I, I was there when he came out a couple of times. But you know what? I... Is Black Widow like gone now? Because I haven't heard anything about her. She's not around or anything. I don't know. I think they all left about the same time as other stuff. And so anyway, Black Panther does come out in the same vehicle, and he uh, comes out there with his royal guards, which is pretty cool. I noticed they come out from a different place. You saw the video. I don't know where they actually come out. They from. come out between Sunset Showcase and the stage. There's a door over there with they, which where they apparently painted a big Marvel. I mean, not, uh, uh, Avengers no, logo. No, 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 no. That's not where they come out. I thought you meant when they come from the backstage. Well, yeah, that's where I saw in the video them no, no, coming from that no. behind that door. Okay, I know what you're saying. That's when they're done. That's the photo op. The photo op is right there at stage 17. That door that you see with the logo is the actual door when you go into stage 17. You know how you went into the frozen thing? That door you go in and then the exit was on the left side. No, 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 no. This is past that. Past the building, there's an archway, and then there's one of those big wooden doors there or something, and it has the Avengers logo on it. I saw it in the video. Where they come it, out of? Yeah. In the video, the, the truck was coming from that way with the with the door melange or however you say it. I need to figure out how yeah. to say that. Yeah, I don't know. The, the guards walking in front of the truck, they were coming from the direction of in between the stage and... Uh, Sunset Showcase. The video I saw. I think that's the end of the video. Or I think that's the end of the thing. They come from the regular area from uh, Guardians area. They come down the street and then they go in front of stage 17. I don't know. I just know what I saw in the video. He he comes out and he goes into that room. Like I said, it's it's that same room where you walk into when Rolos has a frozen thing. You walk into that that area. Well, I know. I've seen the pictures of them standing out guard in front. They have... uh, Basically, they blocked that off. So you can't go into the actual area where Frozen Arendelle is. So they have like a wall or something there. So 
but they just made that little area right there the the photo op and um well, they're still def- they're still defrosting the frozen no because it's still it's still pretty cold in there but yeah i mean that's where the photo op is right there stage 17 and um i um i was there on um saturday and it was he was coming out about five o'clock but i didn't get to actually see him come out because i was uh doing something else that we'll get to in a minute but yeah the new photo op is there front of stage 17 basically the you're going to line up how you lined up to see all off but instead of being uh outside you go inside i believe so yeah it's that area right there like anthony said we did expect them to debut on the day the movie came out because it only makes sense to do that and of course there was no official announcement from disney until like monday i believe monday i think they actually said that he's there or something but yeah we got black panther now and you still have uh loki and um thor over there doing their photo ops over there by the stage so there's there's two and then you have of course spider-man and captain america they're not as low-key as the other two are no they're not no yeah. no no but uh yeah well got a lot of avengers running around the areas over there well i mean that's at least they're doing something with it right oh yeah yeah of course it was pretty much an for the most part un- except for mad tea party unused right yeah yeah daytime's dead couple people going in and out of the Hyperion, couple people buying a drink, couple people going into Monsters. Yeah. But now it's like if you want photos, that's the good place to stand in line. Yeah, and then the incursion, I mean, they still have all the food stuff going out, the the <clears throat> Coca-Cola catering truck thing over there. They mm-hmm. have, you know, we talked about the same menu from um, the other stuff they have for the Avengers. And, um, Are they still doing that, the frozen dining thing out of there i don't why do they still have arendelle inside that building well who knows if they do or not i don't know if they still do if they are still doing that i was wondering that myself maybe they think that when frozen 2 comes out it's gonna you know what i mean that could be a thing they want to capitalize i don't know i just it's so much stupid (laughs) wasted space over there you got the the stupid the stupid old dining building over there like was Flynn's arcade and oh yeah that's another that stupid wasted building and then you got the other building which they don't know what they want to do with it's gone from showing AP movie screenings to Arendelle and stuff in between and you got stage 17 you've got the Flynn's arcade dining building which the waste of space in there isn't the front area it's the kitchen why no it's all of it it's the whole thing well no they can use the front of it for Meet and greets, AP stuff, whatever. But the part that they're yeah, in, but that what's the point? They're not using it for that stuff, so it's a waste of space. But they have, is what I'm saying. But, but they're the, not now. But though. the complete waste of space is the fact that that's a kitchen. So where are they? And when they were using it for the AP, they weren't even. They were just using it for a photo thing inside. Basically, yeah, they, you they just didn't walk even, in, walk out. Yeah, basically. I wouldn't even count that as using it. <laughs> no. So anyway, speaking of stage seven, Flynn's Arcade's the best thing they've done there. But. Well, I never saw it, unfortunately. I gave you some coins. Oh, you have coins still? Oh, yeah, you were supposed yeah, to I, give me coins. I thought I'd give them to you. Did I you? I might have a couple somewhere. I don't know. Yes, one I did. All right, so speaking of stage 17, on like I said, on Saturday, I was there, and they had uh, gospel going on. They had some a lot of different choirs from like L.A. groups and stuff like that. They were inside the stage 17? They were inside stage 17. So and that... Frozen stuff's definitely not in there. Then it is in there. I have pictures. They still have Arendelle's still there. It's just the ice part that's not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no ice or snow or anything like that. So 
So the stuff's all on the outside. It's just the middle is empty. Well, it was so well done, and I hate Frozen, but it was so, so well done the way that it all looked that it'd be a shame if they just ripped it out. Right. Yeah. That's probably what they were thinking. All the wood and, you know, the pictures and stuff are still up there. But, you know, they actually had, um, it was really cool how they did this. They had, um, they had basically like on the right side, they had a stage or the, just picture the whole stage in front of you. But on the right side, they had like, I'm going to say it was a, maybe like the house choir show choir, whatever for the house one while the other ones were setting up in the middle was actually where the, you know, if you had a choir come out and sing was in the middle with the risers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on the left side was another band area where like, you know, it was the choir's band. So I walked in there and the choir's in there singing. And I'm guessing that like, I didn't know. Cause I mean, I watched them, I watched the next choir and then they came back. I'm like, already seen them right. and then i was told oh well they come on after so i guess it's just you know the, the house choir they playing they have they have a one comes on and then the one fills in the middle and then the other one comes on and then they right go in the middle. so yeah. they were the fill-in like a fill-in dj right like the dj in between the mad party exactly party so anyway i'm sitting there watching it and um i told my friend who i was with i was like she's like she's all grooving and having fun and everything like that and I said, you know what? There's just so much God you can take, you know, in, right. in one day. And I had enough right right when I walked in. It was enough for me. But I told Anthony I was there watching it and everything. But I told him, basically, I was really enjoying the music. The bands were awesome. The musicians were just spot on. And I just, I was grooving to the music. I was ignoring the words. Cause it, right. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted, this is the first time I've ever seen this, you know. And I know they do this every year. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I think last year was two days. Hmm. I, I think it was two Today's, days. This is only one day. It was only Saturday and that's it. You know, it stands to reason. I was going to point out, we were talking about the frozen stuff in there. It stands to reason that they're keeping this open with the decorations because they're doing private events in there. And right. that's, right. you know, if they can say, oh, have a special event or have your wedding inside of Arendale, that's just an extra selling point. But right. it, for me with the gospel stuff, I really enjoy when gospel choirs do contemporary music. You know, if you're going to have a gospel choir do some Michael Jackson or oh. some, uh, I mean, you know, even rock music. Uh, Metallica did something with a with a choir. Guns N' Roses is famous for doing choir stuff behind their music. I think that's awesome. But yeah, I can't. I can only deal with so much of the religious stuff. But like I said, it was my first time going, and I really I enjoyed listening to the the musicians play and they were just getting down. It's pretty cool. And, uh, but like I said, it was only one day. I think last year was two days, but I was talking to somebody who actually goes to this every year and enjoys it. And she said that it actually started at the hotel. And this is going to be many, many moons ago because she sense. she said it started at the hotels and then they brought it over to Videopolis. Mm. And I was like, wow, Videopolis, that's a blast. From exactly. The past. That's why I said many, many moons. And then after that... I only remember Videopolis for like maybe two or three times as a kid. Oh, I remember going every time we went. Well, you're you're several years older than I am. And I'm more... Uh, Experienced. There you go. <laughs> so then, but then I guess after Videopolis, they still had it. At, I think they still had it at Fantasyland Theater. I'm not sure. But then she said that they went over to um, the uh, Thunder Mountain uh, Ranch, Big Thunder Ranch. Well, that used to be... Remember when that was decorated more... 
medieval carnival style. Oh yeah, that was for Festival and, of Fools. Right. And that that's what it I think they used that space a lot more like back in the day for that. It makes sense though if something goes to the hotel first and they're paying to be there and then they realize, wow, a lot of people come out for this, then it makes sense for them to say where can we stick it to make people have to buy theme park admission. You're right. And they give it they let them in for free. They offer a little bit of stuff, but then they get all these people having to buy admission. I'll tell them where they could stick it. Of course. But yeah, but they, if they did the old, where Magical Map is now, the old, uh, what did you call it? The Videopolis, basically. Right. And then for a long time, that was the Festival of Fools area or the Big Thunder Ranch. Both of those would have been very appropriate. Yeah, like when they used to do that country music thing over there. Right, right. What's yeah. the What's the, the thing that before it was Magical Map, what was it? It was... It was basically Princess Fantasy. Film, yes, right? yes, 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 yes. Um, that was kind of an open, you know, they could use it for whatever type yeah. thing. Uh, but there's, you know, Stage 17 and the Hyperion, and uh, those are the spaces they're using for this stuff now. So then I, I think she also said that back then when they were doing that in the Big Thunder Ranch area, that it was a week long. Yeah, it would make more sense if that was the case. But if, you know, if these things have dwindled over time, that makes sense why it was only one day instead of two or whatever. If it's at the hotel and it's a couple days and then they move it in and they try two days and it's not as well attended, then they're going to just, they're going to dial it back, right? They're not going to put the extra production in. They reduce the days because of the war on Christianity, of course. Well. Probably, <laughs> probably. But other than that, like I said, I enjoyed the music. It was really cool. And, um, of course, you know, I'm looking at the lights and stuff like that. Well, naturally. And I'm just looking at the sound. Speaking of lights, there was lights at the in the main room at the Doctor Who, and I was going to take pictures of the lights, but I forgot. Well, then you're fired. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, and then they had, like, a, two friggin' soundboards going at the same time, and it was just crazy. And Anyway, it was pretty cool, like I said. It was, but it was only one day this year, and um, I don't know if um, it's going to stay that way. So I guess we'll see what happens next year. But, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. All right, so when I got to the park on Saturday, I uh, I noticed that there were some new metal detectors. What? Yeah. Where? There is a new metal. De- okay, so you know when, when we go to the park, we get off the bus and we go to the same stand, right? The same area, check bag check area, right? Yeah, usually the one closer to DCA. Okay, now that one, now th- I don't know if it's every day, but on that day, you cannot exit that area anymore. So the area that was an exit is now in another bag check, and then they have a metal detector right there. So you get your bag, they check your bag, and the next thing you do is you go through the metal detector. Which is the way it should be. Right. Instead of going to over to the side. Right. So they have a metal detector right there. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And then I, I looked over to the right side and... um I noticed there's a couple more new metal detectors there too. So obviously, you know, we've there have been times that it's packed and they're trying to process people through. So they finally added a couple more metal detectors. And um, until they have one metal detector per aisle, then they're still failing. And I don't care what they do; they're still going to be continually failing at their security because they just won't do what is necessary to create a better situation for everybody. Well, on the... On they the, just won't look at Universal and say, hey, that's what we should be doing, but they're not doing it because they don't need metal detectors. They need metal detectors and they need bag scanners. Well, that's true. They, realistically, on the harbor side, 
there is one metal detector for every bag checker, but not on the not on the. No, there's not on the harbor there's side. Never been one metal detector. Two, no, there hasn't. There's one per table. Well, there was when I walked through there. No, not when they have four people at two tables, or four people or three people. Three. Sometimes they have up to three people with two metal detectors. Sometimes they have. Well, now you're saying there's four people. If they've added another table to the exit, that means there's now four people, but you said they added another metal detector. So now there's three detectors. But now there's four people with three detectors. Oh, see. So either way, you're always still short a person. On the Mickey and Friends side, it's two people, one detector. Two two checkers, one detector. So it goes, the lines go like this. That's the way it is over there on Harbor side and on the... um, if you're looking to the right, the okay. very right side, that one's just a regular. But the one on the left side of that one, that one has, you go there, and then you got a funnel to one detector. Right. Okay. But the ones on the one side, there is ones where there's two tables, and then it goes to two detectors, right? No. No. There's but, nowhere it does that. No. I need to go look. Uh, it does that at Universal Studios. <laughs> well, that's where it should do it. So anyway, I noticed that, too. And then I know about a couple of months ago, people were posting signs that they had a line for if you didn't have a bag. You can just go through, you know, the security. Oh, yeah, I remember that, and then I never saw it. Exactly. I saw that sign on Saturday. Oh, Oh, really? So, yes, they actually do have that sign up, and I think it was only on one area of the one, two, three, four, five check areas. It was only on one area, and they had the sign right there, uh, no bags or whatever it said, and you can go through that line, which is cool. The problem is that, the backlog of people is sometimes to do with the metal detector and sometimes it's to do with the bag check. And if you have one with, for no bags or all of the above, right. But if you have one for no bags, there could still be a really bad backlog because, and then half the time they have these metal detectors turned up so high that any little thing sets it off. Elizabeth one time was wearing just a dress and her, Alex and Annie bracelets. She has three Alex and Annie bracelets and they set the machine off. You know, and then they're like, their wand doesn't even make it go off. And they're wondering why the machine, you know, which is actually. Security, it was fail and they will continue to be fail. Well, that happened to me once. I walked through it and it went off and I'm like, well, I don't have anything in my pockets. And then they go, oh, it's probably the rivets, the rivets in your jeans. Oh yeah, I remember that. (laughs) And then. After that whole incident I had that one time with the belt and flipping my belt, I then uh, other times I've not had the belt go off at all. Well, I, re- I realize now that there's a, I have the the seat belt belt the Chevy style one, and then I have the airline flap style same thing. It's a seat belt belt, but it's the it's the kind with the you yes, pull up the metal yes. flap and you put the small metal flap into the buckle and it goes like this. The the different kind is the kind with the button. The kind with the button, the GM style. Yes, that will make the machine go off every time. But the other one won't. The other one. That makes the absolutely other one, the other no one, sense. The other one will only make it go off about twenty five percent of the time. That makes absolutely no sense because that one has much more metal in it. Well, I'll let you examine my belts if you want. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying the one with the flap because those ones are usually all metal. It's not as bulky, I think, is why. Maybe that's uh, why. Maybe it doesn't look exactly like the airport belts I remember then. Because the airport well, belts I smaller. remember yeah, they're smaller. are huge. They're smaller. So if you guys are coming off the bus, you know, on the harbor side, you don't have a bag to check, look for the sign. See if they have it up. Like I said, that's what I, I heard about that, uh, them having that a few months ago, and then I've never seen it again. 
And uh, I saw it on Saturday, so maybe it's a permanent thing. I well, don't they, know. They have that at Walt Disney World. They have the the no bag line. Yeah, I know. I think that if you have a bag small enough that it can go through the metal detector with you, like if you can open it up and there's, you know, just take everything out and then leave it sitting, like, and then you choose to take, every, you know, put it in that, your all your stuff fits in that little dish and it can be easily seen. That they don't need. I think if they had bag scanners, they wouldn't have to worry about any of that it, shit. You're right. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. There's absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nothing that excuses them not having bag scanners by now when Universal is doing it. I mean, again, we talked about this. Oh, before, speaking of Universal, real quick, I saw a report that they were raising prices. I'm sure. So uh, called that. <laughs> of course, usually they're the first ones to do it. So this is one of the few times that they didn't. But yeah. We talked about this before with security, but realistically, what are the items that they that they don't want inside? Like really, really not now that they have the ability to actually stop people, you know, by bag checking and wanding they don't and all know. this stuff. They don't know. Well real but really, what are they? They're guns, knives, other weapons, explosives. I mean, really, is some guy with his vape pen really gonna be the issue? Well like I said they don't know what they're looking for. They just know that they're looking for stuff. They're they're looking on uh, the pretenses of safety, but they're looking for all this other crap too, or just excuses for to harass you, or excuses to say, "Oh, your tripod's too big," or whatever other things that they want to make up. Well, for as they for, go along, for many many years, they did bag checks, right? They would check your bag, but if you really wanted to come in with something, you just stick it in your pocket. Right, because there was no metal detector. Right. Yes. Now there's a metal detector, so they got that extra barrier of security, but really they're still looking for the same few items. It's, I mean, or they should be. It should be guns, knives, and weapons. It's safety-related stuff. Well, maybe if you didn't have people going to the metal, going through the metal detectors, and say, welcome, I can't bring my knife in here. I don't know when I, I haven't experienced that. Well, we've seen several people do that. That actually literally said, "How come I can't bring my knife in here?" Well, if you have to ask, right? Then you should probably have your head examined off the brick. Hey, don't tell me that. Hey, we'll be saying it pretty soon at Disneyland when we go because the brick has arrived. Oh, and brick. all the walls, all the walls are down. No, just by the hub. Just the hub. So it's still up, the wall's still up in Main Street. Yes. And in Town Square then. Yes. Okay, so. So unlike Paris, where it's just in the center of the track, the brick here goes center of the track and then a certain distance. Like DCA. Okay. Very similar to DCA, except for the fact that, as opposed to DCA, where the track goes basically down the middle of the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Here you have, well, I mean, in, in Main Street, you'll have it going down the middle of the street, but. When you get to in the hub, the the tracks are more towards the center. So the brick starts at the curb and goes out from there, hmm. as opposed to at DCA where, like I said, the tracks are in the middle. And I don't think there's, there's any, pretty much everywhere the track goes at DCA, it's in the middle of the street, isn't it? It doesn't really get close to the curb at all like it does No, no. There has at, to be at some... Disneyland. So, I mean, the difference is obviously at Disneyland because of the track in the hub and in the town square, which we'll probably find out will be the same in town square, is the track hugs the uh, street a little bit more, probably because of the fact that the streetcar pulls up to the curb. Right. And uh, 
So, like I said, the brick starts right at the curb itself, goes to the tracks, in between the tracks, and then about, I don't know, what, about two, three feet out from the tracks. Hmm. So it's actually, there's more brick on the outside of the tracks than there is on the inside of the tracks. I like it. I think it looks great. I've seen a couple pictures with really good lighting, and the brick is just bright and red, and and it pops out at you. It it depends on the... uh, Probably it looks way better in person if you don't get somebody taking a really good picture in good lighting. It could leave, it could look kind of dull and it'll look just like DCA. But I have seen at least one picture that's really good lighting and the brick just looks bright red and it pops out and it looks amazing. Again, it stands to reason that the re- that it stands to reason that the reason they put the brick from the curb is that's an area that is regularly damaged in the concrete. Right. So instead of them coming out and having to put up a bunch of walls to do a repair for this section, they can just easily at night chisel out uh, some bricks and replace those bricks. Right. Or at, le- or at least that's just, you know, when a brick cracks, it's just that one brick, right? You've got one broken brick as opposed to, you know, a crack that if it starts here in a piece of concrete and the concrete's four by three, then the crack's going to run all the way through. I'm not an engineer by any means, but you're not. It stands to reason that they would that they would choose to do that preemptively. Almost, you know, they're going to set it up so that they have to deal with less damage down the line. That seems to be stuff that they're doing now. It's like the cutting corners. You know, you can only cut corners so much, so now they're trying to figure out where their repairs are being made more and what can they do and call it an aesthetic upgrade, but really they're just helping themselves down the line from having to make more repairs because they've done repairs on, I mean, how often? It's like every every couple of years they repair a section of Main Street. Probably. This is the biggest one they've done in 20 years probably. Well, it's the only but, time that they've ever replaced every single bit of track. Right. Well, it wasn't necessary really to do everything. It was really just the cracked concrete sections that made it not look good. Right. And that's why they're, you know, they're certain sizes, right? This one's this size, this one's. And then along where the rails are is they have smaller sections of concrete that go in in between so that when they would have to replace it, it would just be that one section. It's definitely an improvement that is long overdue. And, and, and until DCA had the brick, I don't even think it's anything <clears throat> that we ever really would have thought of. Disneyland should have had, but it is something that I'm really surprised now in retrospect that they didn't do because it is very much more of that old school, you know, Main Street USA look, which is obviously what Main Street is. Well, it's just the, it's like we were talking about with Black Panther. It's that contrasting color that makes stuff pop. Right. You get one thing that's red brick by a grit next to a gray concrete and it's going to make both stand out. A but lot it's more. very old school as well. It's very old. Like, yeah. you know, it makes you think about... Uh, Disneyland Paris? Well, like you said, Disneyland Paris. Well, I've never been there. But it makes you think about things like that where you're walking on nothing but brick. Now it's a little bit different. But like, you know, like the like the Esplanade. The Esplanade is all those little bricks yeah. everywhere. And it looks really amazing. If they had just paved the Esplanade, imagine how... Boring. Boring, and uh, especially after they took out the California sign. Right. Imagine how boring the Esplanade would look without the red brick just making the whole thing pop. I never thought about it that way. It would look like downtown Disney, basically. It would just be another extension of downtown Disney. Yeah, plain. Yeah, plain and bleh. (laughs) 
the walls will be coming down soon to expose Whoa. more of the brick. Break down the wall. Tell them. The, the walls will be coming down soon. I'm thinking that they might be um, coming down around uh, Town Square sometime this week. And the reason I say that is because the flag retreat ceremony will return on Friday. So we have confirmation that it's actually back on the schedule. And it says uh, the flag retreat ceremony will be on on Friday at 4.15. So if they're going to have the flag retreat come down or start on Friday, then I'm going to guess that those walls around town square will be down. Well, the, the I would guess that around... Main Street, too, because you're not going to leave up Main Street with all the rest. That would seem little, it would look I, weird. I, I, yes, I, the, the walls around the hub went up at the same time as the walls around town square. It's the, right. the middle section is what was added later. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe the very first area, like you said. Is the would, hub, and then town square will be in a couple days. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but then I'm the middle that, will be That last. town square area will be done. I think in a couple of days. Yeah, because um, could be tomorrow even. I don't because I mean usually the band comes from where the corn corn dog cart is that area over there. The band will come down that area and uh, go to the flag retreat. They actually don't have to do that. They they can come out of the regular parade area, so that can be uh, where they come out. But I, I heard there's some changes coming to um, flag retreat. Also, I uh, heard that there's not going to be any more speaking during the flag retreat. I don't know. I don't have. Full. What did they do previously? You, the band comes out. You have um, Bill Rogers talking. You know his announcement. Yeah, yeah, announcement during the thing and things like that. Then you have like the um, different. You know, like you know, you have uh, John F. Kennedy. A uh, little segment of him comes out, and then like they go into one of the military songs. So I don't know what they're changing. I will be there on Friday, and I'll see what's going on with that. But yeah, I'm guessing that the walls around Town Square will be coming down pretty soon if the flag retreat is coming back on Friday. So yeah, so we'll see what's going to ha- happen with that, and uh, we'll see what changes are made to flag retreat, and uh, we'll let you know next week. All right. So last week we were talking about the opening date for the what's it called Pixar Pixar Pixar, Pixar Fest. Fest. As April Friday, the 13th of April, will be the opening of Pixar Fest. And we were talking about how the Paint the Night was going to start that day over at DCA. And how we were still going to have to wait until June for all of the other stuff over at DCA. And then we had also speculated, most likely, that Pixar Play Parade would be starting over at Disneyland on April 13th. Well, we got... We don't get confirmation of that, but we do have confirmation that the new fireworks show will be starting on April 13th. And we have a name. It is called Together Forever, a Pixar Nighttime Spectacular. So it's like Disneyland Forever Part Do. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, how many forever fireworks shows are we going to have? This many. Especially when they only last a season. (laughs) Well, I don't know. If they, if this lasts as long as Season of the Force, it might be a while. <laughs> yeah, so on April 13th, the new fireworks show will start. Dazzling pyrotechnics will combine with memorable music to combine the theme of friendship, which is central to many favorite Pixar films. And we have a little video previewing the music and talking about the creative process of creating the new fireworks show. What was particularly fun 
in constructing and designing this show was the role of music. Being able to take these amazing crown jewels of our Pixar catalog, the Pixar scores, the songs, weave them in to support this story of friendship. So this show is all about the encounters, friends, meeting, the adventures they go on, the challenges they face, friendships that last forever. The friendship that goes in behind the scenes producing this is amazing. In the same way that the message of the show is about friendship, there is nothing more exhilarating than working with the team of people it takes to build a score like this. It's a great job to have, it's a great place to work, and it makes it all worthwhile. Fireworks! Yeah, pop, pop, pop! I liked the, in the video how they were showing the orchestra playing, and then they had the, what do you call it, the... Your French horn. No, not the French <laughs> horn guy, but basically the, a, a computer rendering or whatever right. of going on with the fireworks would look, look like. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I wanted to see more of that. That would have been pretty uh, tight to see more, but it was pretty cool. I liked it. I guess one of the first times we've ever gotten to see any kind of behind the scenes of the creation process of music for a fireworks show yeah, or anything. I wish uh, they'd be nice if they'd put out something where we get to see more behind the scenes of like that. I'd I'd be interested in a oh like a oh, video yeah. release or something of something like that. You get movies and stuff, then, you know, and they're obviously making of videos on the movies, and, and they have all those processes and everything, but something like this, it's like, you only get a little video like this, and it's probably the only thing we'll ever see on the on the creation process. Right. Yeah, I would love to see stuff like that. That's what I'm into. I like behind the scenes. So I guess we'll uh, just have to wait and see how that show turns out. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yep. I can't wait. As I mentioned, uh, whenever it was when we talked about the they were testing the fireworks, I predict that they will probably start retesting again on around the 26th of this month because that's when they go back to closing at about 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Yeah, next week is 8 o'clock. Yeah, so... 8 o'clock closings. I think at that time, they will be seeing them going back to doing some testing again. That would be cool to see. So if you guys... Uh, if anybody's around any of those nights when the park closes at 8 or 9... Maybe stick around and see what happens. Yeah. All right. So real quick, uh, we talked about the fact that this year is the last year for Bats Day. And it had to do a lot with the tax thing, that the new tax plan or whatever. You know, we kind of went through that and everything. And uh, a few days ago, I got a call from Noah, the creator and producer of Bats Day. And uh, he listened to our episode, and he said, basically, we hit the nail on the head of what we were talking about. But there was just one thing that we didn't get right. Now, did he listen to it because you told him that we talked no. about it, or did he just no. find out? He just found out. He said it, what happened was he was, like, searching, basically, Bats Day, just searching things, and I guess our hashtag came up. Hmm. And um, so he listened to the thing, and it was, it was kind of... Um, Interesting, because uh, that day, before he called me, he actually liked Mosspire page. Hmm. I was like, oh, how did he find out, right? Anyway, so he gave me a call and basically said, like I say, we hit the nail on the head on what we're talking about. 
And there was one thing that we didn't get right. And I was kind of confused on it because it just, you know, I asked him, what, what didn't we get right? And basically we said that, you know, he can take the pictures in front of the places as long as he buys the pictures. He has to buy them. Well, you know, I was trying to basically let people know that, you know, he does have to buy, purchase the pictures that they take in front of the castle, in front of the Sword and Stone, in front of uh, Haunted Mansion. Well, he said it's not just buying the pictures. There's more to it. And he explained to me basically that the he actually he has to pay for the cast members to be there. And I didn't know this, but when they take the picture in front of the castle, they actually bring out the omnibus and photo pass guy goes up there to take mm, the overhead shot. That makes sense. I didn't know that. So when they bring that out, we never got that that early. Exactly. <laughs> makes I, it easier I, for them to get everybody I get in the a, picture. I didn't give them a chance, get a chance to tell them that I don't get there that early. But when they bring the, the bus out, they actually have to close, you know, have cast members close the area so people don't go through. So they're taking the picture. So he has to pay for all those cast members to be there. Damn, that makes a huge difference. He has My, to pay for the, the cast members to be there at Haunted Mansion when they do the extra queue line. He has to pay for those extra cast members to be there. So that's what he was trying to get to me. I didn't understand that. I said, you know what, No, I didn't know that. He goes, you know what, a lot of people don't know. He goes, he goes what you said is half right, but I just want you to know this more than just buying the picture. We weren't wrong. We just weren't, didn't have all the information. Exactly, and he said, you know, he wasn't tripping on what we said. So I just want to let everyone know that you know this is stuff that we didn't know that he has to pay for on top of getting the pictures. Because he says I don't have to buy the pictures because he puts them on his photo pass. He right. gets the pictures free anyway, but he goes and buys them because you know of the stuff that he does. And well, he wants the printout, the eight by ten or whatever, probably. If he wants that, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. But so here's my question then. Knowing this information now, how big of a group will they allow to take a photo there? Even if you don't need the photo pass guy or if you don't want it to be taken from that higher angle, how large of a group will they probably basically like whatever turn you away? Probably basically whatever Michael gets away with. Yeah, because I don't I don't like I we we said last time that that Batch Day, Gay Days, and Dapper Day are the only three that Disney actually Recognizes, recognize, they know that this is going on and they will go the extra mile for them. All those other Galaga days and whatever other days they care less about. For Gay Day and Dapper Day, are they hiring extra employees to do the photos and stuff? Or are those just being done, however, you know, uh, basically... uh, what would, whatever you would call it, commando style, right. where they get everybody in there and then they take the picture. That I don't know. Right. So, I mean, if I mean, they're cause... not paying for extra stuff, then basically Noah was the only one who was ever paying to have the extra stuff going on for pictures, whereas everybody else is just doing a commando style, right? Like basically like Michael's groups do, and just gets up there and takes the picture. Now, last year when uh, Michael had the, the event, uh, uh, the Awareness for Autism, big old group of people... And we started at Main Street Station and went all the way up Main Street and we ended up at the castle to take a castle picture. There was two photo pass cast members there. One of them turned to the other one and said, I don't want any part of this and walked away. Wow. Exactly. Why? I don't know. The other cast member, photo pass cast member is just like, 
All right, let's do it. Whatever, exactly. Yeah. Let's do this. And he went and took the pictures. I don't understand. Did he think they were like, it was gay day and he was like uh, against taking pictures of gay people or uh, I don't what was know. his issue? Does I don't he, know. Does, he, he, does just, he not like autism awareness or? Like that Casimir just said that because I was right next to him because I was getting ready to take pictures for Michael and they that person said that and walked away. You know what? To be honest, I would have said why. I would have turned to the guy and I would have said why. What's your problem? You got a problem with autism awareness? Because we'll fight right now. <laughs> Maybe it was just because of the big old group of people. We'll and say, but, but that would be break. more reason to want it. Because don't they get some sort of commission on every picture that sells or something? No. I don't think so. No. Why wouldn't they? That's What's the point of doing the job? To get paid eleven ninety five or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't no, know about I that. Know. I just, you know, that's what happened last time. But now knowing what Noah has to pay for when it comes to, you know, a couple thousand dollars extra. And he said, dude, we were right. The fact, the fact that, um, you know, we talked about he has the other events on Friday. You know, he has the um, marketplace or whatever. The no, mar- yeah, the, stuff, on, the hotel yeah, stuff. Yeah, he has the, um, I'm just trying to remember. The black market. Is. Yeah, the black market's on Saturday. On Friday, it's the swing and wake. Oh, the swing and wake, yeah. So he has that going on. And, you know, we said that a lot of people don't know that stuff goes on. He said, you, you're right about that. They don't know that that stuff goes on. And, you know, whatever he charges for people to get in and whatever he charges for the vendors, you know, he he's not making a killing off of those vendors coming in and stuff like that. And he also said that, you know, they offer a, um, for the marketplace, they offer, if you pay $5, you can come in for an hour before it starts. And he says, you know, yeah, a few people do that, but, you know, he's not making them enough. You know, he has to pay for the spots at the hotel he has to pay for the ballrooms and all that kind of stuff. So it gets to the point that, you know what, now we know besides, you know, paying for stuff at the hotel, paying, now we know he has to pay, you know, whatever he has to pay for the cast members to be there for his event. It makes sense in how he can't do it anymore. But he did tell me that, you know, because I I was reading off of his uh, announcement, but I didn't read the whole thing. But he wanted to make sure that people knew that he's still going to do events if it's just a meetup at the park. Or if it's just a black market type of thing, it won't be all the same weekend, but maybe once in a while we'll have a black market. Maybe he'll have a dance and he'll definitely do meetups in the park. Well, did he say why he just doesn't want to, just doesn't convert it to like an unofficial day, but like something like Michael Wood does, where it's just, this is bad day, Bats Day. Everybody show up in their Bats Day attire. You're not going to get all of the extraneous stuff, but at least you still have the day. It's a good question. I didn't ask him that. I wish. I mean, I unless he, unless it's an all or nothing type of thing for him. I think it's all or nothing for him. Because I mean, it would be easy enough just to say. Cause it would even be easy enough for all the fans to say, you know what, we're still going to do Bat Day, whether Noah is putting on or not. We're going to call th- this day anytime, sometime around when D- Bat Day would traditionally be. We'll say this is Bat's Day. And we're still going to do Bat's Day without. He's not going to like that because that's his trademark, and he. Well, I know they're not going to say that, but I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't know why he wouldn't want to encourage that because then it leaves it open for him to always come back to bring yeah. Bat's Day back at some point. As yeah, long as let people somebody are... else do it, nah, he won't. let somebody else do it on a smaller scale. Just have a meetup, just like they do with Superhero Day that Michael does. Well, like right. I said, that's why he'd rather do it himself. He'll like, you know what? We're gonna do a meetup on this day, and let well, that's what I mean. Know. That's what he should do. He should definitely bring it down to maybe bring it down. I know he probably doesn't want to, but if he wants to keep it going and keep the awareness 
uh, for the day going, then he should at least maybe try and bring it down to uh, Michael's level where it's more of an unofficial day than the official day and without all the other stuff. So I don't know. That's what I think. <coughs> maybe, like I said, he could be an all or nothing type of guy where he wants to have the complete bats day experience or nothing. That's probably why. We'll let you know what, what else happens after this year's bats day. And so this this year's Bats Day will be the weekend of uh, what it says here on uh, May 5th and 6th. Of course, uh, May 6th is when it will be in the park. So if you want more information on Bats Day, go to BatsDay.net. Check it out there or look up Bats Day on Facebook. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. Fat Time? We had a fat time a couple weeks ago, right, Anthony? Yes, we did. We didn't talk about last week because we had a whole lot to talk about. But Too much stuff. We're going to try and get through this a little bit faster this week. Basically, the story is that uh, it was uh, my girlfriend Elizabeth's birthday. And in lieu of um, any other celebration or accepting or, you know, having gifts from friends, she uh, picked a select group of people that was within the allotted reservation amount and decided that uh, we would, she would invite um, certain people to come to, uh, I keep wanting to say club 33, but that's not the case. Definitely not. Steakhouse 55, uh, which is at the Disneyland hotel. If you guys haven't been, I recommend checking it out at least once. We had been for a friend's birthday, maybe about three or four years ago. This is the only time that we've been since. Uh, I have never been. Anthony had not been. um, And, uh, I mean, really, the only reason that you and Rebecca came with us was because we had all just hung out a few days before she made this decision that that's what she wanted to do. And yeah, it was right place, right time for me. <laughs> it kind of well, it kind of was because we, you know, I had talked to her about you know, okay, you want to do Steakhouse Fifty Five? All right, let's do it. And, you know, and then we made a big list of whoever we she was in the forefront of her mind that she wanted to invite, and then scratched off the people that she knew wouldn't come because either it's too expensive or they would be out of town or whatnot. And it it actually worked out perfectly because we, if we'd had even one more person, we would have been forced to order off of the large party menu, which quite frankly sucked uh, compared to their normal menu. And really the price would have been the same and you would have gotten a lot less for it, I think, uh, if we'd been forced to do the large party menu. But uh, we got lucky though. They stuck us in the, even though we only had, what was it, 14 people? They, um, which at 15, we would have been required to use the large party menu. Uh, depending on how busy they are, I guess you can be required at 12, but that's up to the chef. Uh, so they, um, we were lucky though. We were told we were going to be seated along one of the sidewalls, uh, which is where I sat with the people we went with a few years ago. Uh, but the, the group that had been in the Oak room earlier in the night finished early and they actually put us in this special room, which is pretty cool. We wouldn't have to worry about, we heard no one else's conversation. Um, any of the noise from the restaurant was not there. Um, I don't know. What do you think we should, uh, which you should tell people other than the macaroni and cheese? I think we need we'll to skip to. to the food instead of all this soliloquy about how we got there. Let's just talk about the food. Cause that's the most important part. And that's why it's fat time in the parks. Bad time at the hotel. All I gotta say is best macaroni and cheese I've ever had, which is a big statement when it comes. Which is to macaroni. a big statement compared to for macaroni and cheese. 
I think I, I have to agree. They have um, this macaroni and cheese was created evidently by the chef that previously was at Club Thirty Three, and now he's at Steakhouse Fifty Five. Or I think that's what my friend said. But nonetheless, it's uh, I agree. Best macaroni and cheese. You have two options with or without lobster. I'm allergic to shellfish, so I didn't get any lobster. But Anthony and Rebecca got the lobster, right? Yes, the lobster was amazing. It was so awesome. The macaroni and cheese has truffle. Which is probably what makes it really which good. Which is what makes it really awesome. It's so good. But the main course I had was the signature, I guess, for Club... for uh, See, I want to say Club 33 also. For Steakhouse, Steakhouse 55 is their ribeye steak. Yeah, that's what I got as well. And yes, that's what... Uh, three of us actually got the ribeye steak. Rebecca got uh, what did she? Fillet. She got the fillet, which is fantastic. You took a couple bites of that, right? Yes, I would have taken. I took a couple bites of that. Diggs would have loved it. The fillet is what I, I didn't got. have. The fillet. I didn't try the fillet at Club Thirty Three, so I don't know how it compares to the one he had at Club Thirty Three. So I don't really have a comparison. But it was, I might even say that it was that it's better because Club Thirty Three is a more of a mixed menu, and Steakhouse is like very specific. Well, I will for say steaks. that it was definitely slightly. Bigger than the fillet he had at Club Thirty Three, which is obviously not surprising because all I know is that that, that ribeye was huge, massive, eighteen ounces. The uh, fillet at Club Thirty Three does say petite sirloin, right? It does say petite. So, or yeah, the one at uh, the one in Clubhouse, Clubhouse, the one in Steakhouse Fifty Five is a regular, more of a, your regular size fillet, but it was nice and. And uh, melt in your mouth, but the uh, the one of those cut with a fork situations. Yeah, basically right? the uh, but the um, ribeye, so flavorful, What's so a, amazing. It's, a dry, it's not marinated; it's dry. Yeah, it's, it's a, a dry nice rub. dry rub, which is what you should have on something like that. Uh, I will say, so I ate half the steak there, and I ate the other half at home, and when it was fresh. Even the the ribbon of fat that ran through a couple sections melted in your mouth. Yes. When I ate it again at home, the steak was just as good, but I had to, you know, take the fat sections out because they didn't. Uh, maybe it was how I reheated it or something. I wrapped it with some onions in a uh, tin foil and put it in the toaster oven for like fifteen minutes. Um, and all the it was it was just as good flavor wise. The texture was not as good as when I first had it. But even the the mac and cheese that I had again, uh, they're also super famous for their risotto there. The risotto is, um, it's like they change it every month. They have a different kind of risotto, uh, is what my friend told me. She said right. she'll, she'll go Right, that's what sometimes. I think it implied on the menu, that the risotto changes. Amazing, though. Yes, you I tried, tried a little bit risotto, of your risotto, right? and yeah. yes, the risotto was definitely really good. Um, the the fillet I had had when I was there the, the previous time, and I like my fillets kind of medium well butterflied, so there's not a lot of pink, but just a little bit. And uh, it's a decent portion. It's like 8 or 10 ounces, but not as big as, you know, I could probably finish. If, if it had only been a little bit extra, I just would have finished it there. But I stopped halfway and filled up on um, the sides because I knew I'd have plenty to, to finish later. Uh, but great experience. If you guys are planning on checking it out um, with shared sides and... Um, yeah, keep in mind that Steakhouse 55 is 
I don't know what they call that style. It's uh, a la carte style where you don't get main course and sides and everything all as one thing. You have to order a thing, everything separately. Unless you're in that large party menu. Compare (laughs) it to uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Right. Which is just about as expensive. Or Morton's. I've never been to Morton's. Well, I've never been to Ruth Chris, but I know I had a friend who went there and he that's all he complained about was that how it was all a cart. Right. And you had to pay like thirty dollars for some mashed potatoes. Well, thank goodness we didn't have to pay thirty dollars mashed potatoes. Paid it was twenty dollars for the uh, for the uh, mac and cheese with the with the with lobster. The lobster. Without the lobster, like it's fifteen. Or, it's yeah. fifteen even for it. Uh, and you can go to Steakhouse Fifty Five and get things to go. Apparently, yeah, well, that's that's the kicker. Is with this mac and cheese is so amazing. I would definitely go back there and get it to go. I don't you know can, if I would want to just... pay. I wouldn't pay full price, but if I had some sort of Perhaps employee discount or something. I would definitely want to get. Um, I mean, but it's a good portion enough that if you made some meatloaf well, I could at have, home or yeah, something, it's not enough to share. Right. If you have, there. if you don't have a main course, but if you had like one individual each, then right. yes, definitely. What I was thinking is it would be really good to go get. You know, you're leaving the park, and and you you're you put on your your meatloaf or whatever in the oven or something that day. You go to the park. Uh, on the way out, you know, you grab a to-go of this mac and cheese or some risotto, and it would pair really, really well with a meatloaf or something that you made at home, um, in my opinion. And for only 15 bucks or whatever, minus your you know AP or cast discount or whatever you get, um, it's we were happy. The, the price includes gratuity. They automatically add 18%. And I think that the bill for the four of us, because we all went on one check, was just over four hundred dollars. So it's basically a hundred bucks a person, tax and gratuity included, if which you, is uh, just a shade under what you would pay if you went for, say, lunch at Club Thirty Three. So it definitely is cheaper than Club Thirty Three, and you definitely get more portions, which is why I think a lot of people say that they prefer to go to, they would actually rather go to Steakhouse Fifty Five than well, go to Club, Club Thirty Three, yeah. just because. The portions are larger for cheaper amount. Club thirty three is just all about the ambiance and everything. What all I so now I think all I really have left now I still have I still want to go to Carthay, and I still want to go to Carthay for a snack only. <laughs> and I still want to go to uh, Napa Rose. Those are pretty much the only two high end ones I have left. Napa Rose is is next to in the hotel, right? Yeah, it's, it's next, next to Storytellers. Yes. Okay, Napa Rose is the only one I really. Well, I haven't done a Ralph Brennan, but so Ralph Brennan and Napa Rose. I've actually been to Ralph Brennan's. It's not even that high end. No, I just the ones I haven't done are Ralph Brennan and Napa Rose. Um, I pretty much and and now now I've got to do Splitsville too, but that's pretty much our. Uh, I mean, I don't have to, but right, I'll probably go there eventually. That's that's pretty much the only things I think I haven't eaten at. Would you say that Ralph Brennan's kind of similar to Blue Bayou in the with they have the jambalaya they have more of a selection than than uh blue bayou just because blue bayou is trying to be more uh you know just kind of regular theme park type food Mm -hmm. whereas ralph brennan could be a little bit more specific with the uh with the new orleans cuisine okay i think ralph brennan's better than blue bayou i like the blue bayou once again is just for the ambiance right i mean the the rolls are good the rolls are good to throw at people in the boat. Well, yeah, that too. But the uh, also they have really good uh, soup. 
Oh, at, that are, at the um, Bayou, like yeah. lobster bisque and mm. stuff like that. Well, I do want to try Ralph Brennan soon, but if yeah, we should we should maybe aim to do a a dinner one night at uh, Napa Rose or something. Right. I think it's worth it if you haven't done something nice like that. Uh, the yeah, I definitely I highly recommend going to Steakhouse Fifty Five if you have the money, or if you can go with if you can definitely if you can go to with somebody who can, can get a discount. I mean, you get 50, I think fifteen percent off with your a, an AP. Right? Is that right? Fifteen percent? Yeah, Steakhouse Fifty Five. Yes, fifteen percent. So I mean, if you were the when cast you, member, you're talking you get about flat twenty. Right. Well, I mean, when you're talking about a uh, yeah, when you're talking about a uh, what could possibly be a two hundred dollar bill for two people, fifteen to twenty percent off is uh, nothing to sneeze at because you're talking about that's the difference between 15 to 20 dollars basically i mean with four people though you could get like two mac and cheeses one risotto and a mashed potato and split that between everybody whereas if you wanted to get the same stuff and you only had two people the bill would be higher right and of course it could have been cheaper too because you ordered about three or four sides whereas i ordered the two she had one you guys and then we shared the other thing too the uh which is the only thing i didn't like was that I expected something different with the pork or the the pork belly. Oh, the pork belly was good. It just it the the portion was just the pork belly was about the size of his uh petite uh fillet at uh clip 33. <laughs> it was good. It was the pork it was pork belly at the Festival of Fatness was better. Eh, it's di- it was different. The pork belly at the Festival of Fatness was more of a bra- braised where it's it just kind of melts in your mouth, whereas the uh, pork belly at Steakhouse Fifty Five was more of a like a it was more like an actual where it felt like it were actually like bacon mm-hmm. or actually like actual pork where it actually had like the you know you pulled it apart and you could see the actual meat and stuff. Whereas the pork belly in the Festival of Fatness, you just put it in your mouth and just kind of melted like eating really nicely cooked bacon. Well, we did. Morton's about three years ago for Elizabeth's birthday. She likes these steakhouses when she could, you know, if it's a special occasion. So we did that, I'd say about three years ago for her birthday. And they had a, basically a thick cut bacon appetizer. And the bacon was like about an inch thick. Uh, and it was significantly larger portion and better than, um, we just ordered like one for every three people that were there. I think it was just, I don't think I would order an appetizer from Steakhouse 55. Or anymore. Well, I, I didn't order one at all. You ordered the, you ordered the uh, appetizer. Well, I ordered I for didn't. us to share. I know. I'm just saying, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get myself. one. I wouldn't get one from there. I would go to Applebee's or Chili's first and have an appetizer there and then go to Steakhouse 55. I would just order it for the money. I would order extra mac and cheese. Well, speaking of fat time, and, well, you knew it was coming eventually to go along with your rose gold ears and your rose gold spirit jersey. Well, now you can ha- wear both of those. And Hold on. Th- I'm, I'm waiting for the rose gold spirit hands. The spirit, yes, jazz hands. <laughs> they probably come out with them next. Well, you can well put on your rose gold ears and put on your rose gold spirit jersey and strike a pose with your rose gold strawberry Churro. Yay. I'm oh. not joking. Oh. There is now a rose gold churro. So if, Why? if you if you and I, I don't know what this means, but if you're not basic enough, now you can get even more basic with a uh <laughs> with a with a churro in your hand. Because yeah. 
But you know what's even more important than the uh, strawberry rose gold churro? What? The s'mores churro is back. No way. Did you see? You didn't see that? I did you didn't not even see look that. at the article because you didn't care about the strawberry You're rose right. gold churro. You're right. So you didn't even open it. And now, and you didn't see the fact that the s'mores churro has come back at the New Orleans churro cart. Oh, they moved it. Yes, they moved it. And now it is at the New Orleans churro cart. So if you missed out on the s'mores churro with the graham cracker dust and the marshmallow chocolate dipping sauce, you can get that at the New Orleans churro cart. The rose gold strawberry churros will be only found at the churro cart in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle. Right. All right, so moving on, I I just saw this come up on the Internet, and uh, we have some news about Andy Mack, which just got the green light for season three. So those of you who enjoy Andy Mack, like me and Fernando Xavier Hubbard, Look, season two had just started recently yes, too. Yes, and I, I'm, I'm really behind. I forgot it. to mention I had seen that it had, I had seen that uh, season two had started, and I was going to tell you because I'm always watching Disney Channel because I'm always watching Phineas and Ferb and other stuff, and I had seen the commercials for Andy Mac coming back, and then I was like, oh, I should tell him, but then I forgot. No, I, I know it's coming back, and I'm still behind on season one. Oh, okay. So I gotta get caught up on that, but yeah, I just saw that. That they got uh, green light for season three, which is really really cool. And I guess the cast got the news today on uh, Good Morning America. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, got uh, another season of Andy Mac that everyone can uh, look forward to. And like I said, I got to get caught up on that. All right. So continuing on with the media, we got the uh, we got another Incredibles two trailer last week. Like literally right after we recorded, of course. And I haven't, I hadn't even watched it. Oh, I, I saw it. I mean, I was, you know, I was getting ready for other stuff, and I hadn't even really watched it. But uh, let's check it out. Check, maybe check. Maybe. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's Karate Kid. Never mind. Never mind. You guys saw the Karate Kid trailer? Yes. I couldn't tell if it was real or not, but evidently they're making this movie. Hey, they're not in Australia. They're not in Australia. Yeah. No, that movie is real. Superheroes are illegal. We want to fight bad guys. I give you bad guys. It defines who I am. We're not saying you have... What? Someone on TV said it. I was approached by this tycoon. Wants to talk about hero stuff. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need Elastigirl. Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. Supposed to do it, Dad. They want us to do it. This I don't way. know that way. Why would they change math? No, math is math. Math is math. All over Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf's are dozing. Her eyelids so heavy, they're drooping. Closing! I couldn't have done this if you hadn't taken over so well. I've got to succeed so she can succeed. So we. I get it, Bob. What the? That is freaky. But I can't keep giving him cookies. How? He's freaky. Nobody in a daddy. What? Done properly, parenting is a heroic act. Done properly. 
You know what's not in that? What? Ralph Macchio. <laughs> it's a I, shame. I think he went to Australia. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, all, for all you Descendants fans, they just announced that Descendant number three will be coming out in summer of 2019. Now, I am... I still haven't seen part two yet. I uh, think I missed the boat on that. I don't know, but I'm sure they'll be showing that pretty soon on Disney Channel again. So I have to catch up on that, see how that one was. But Wait, you uh, missed the second one? I thought you watched it. I, no, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I just, oh, so you missed that and the little animated thing then. Didn't I, they I, do that animated thing? Yeah, they did the animated thing. I wasn't really interested in watching the animated thing. I've seen a little bit the pieces of it, mm. but I wasn't you know, trying to watch all that. You know, I think there's just too much for me to try to keep up with, but I did want to see part two, but I'm sure, you know, they're going to be replaying that anyway. So I'll check out part two and, uh, all your, all the descendant fans can look forward to part three in, uh, 2019 in the summer. All right. Well, we got the announcement this morning. We've been waiting for the announcement of when it was going to come out. And we got the announcement that Star Wars, the last Jedi will be coming out on home video on March 27th. It will be available on digital March 13th. It will become a... No, it will not become anything. It will include, of course, many extras, including bonus features, including the director in the Jedi, which will be the big making of. It'll have 14 deleted scenes, audio commentary, and much more. So looking forward to that. Awesome. It's that time again. Evidently, we have mail. I have a lot of mail to get to. I begged and begged for months, and now it's happening. It's like, it's like my birthday, except it's not. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll start with Dan. Dan the man. We miss Dan. He could have been here, but he wasn't. He says, hey, Mousepire guys. Dan here. Well, went and visit the wall last week. <laughs> I mean the park. Dirty how I went one night, and the next morning the walls came down, and we see the new brick. He said the weights weren't bad for anything, but took it slow due to my sick brother. He caught the flu at Disneyland. He said dirty handrails. That's funny. All right, question. He says, uh, you may have already talked about this, but what do you think of the, the aesthetics of the with the brick not matching in the hub? We had, None of us have seen it yet, but if it's, if it's off, that would bother me. What is it not matching? I don't know, because it looks like the brick matches the to me it looks like the brick matches the the sidewalk I mean, the, you would the say. pictures i've seen it looks fine yeah i mean like i said the one picture it looks a little bit brighter than in other pictures which is probably how it looks in real life when the sun is shining on it because you know the bricks are gonna look should look pretty bright red because it's brand new i mean unless he's implying is there was there a different color brick unless that's what he's asking but i always i've always liked the kind of different color brick look yeah so uh, you have to be more specific, Dan. We would have to go and look in person. Yeah, we none I'm of sure us have we'll seen it in person, about. and maybe we'll realize what you're talking about. But I don't think Dan said, has he seen it in person? No, I just saw those pictures. Yeah, so you just saw the pictures. So whatever he's gathering is probably from the same pictures that I saw. So, I mean, if you're talking about the multicolored bricks, I'm fine with that look. I really like it. I mean, it's better than just having all red. Right. Because it gives it more of that classic look, like uh, old street, old time Main Street, where maybe they don't always have the red brick to replace the brick, so you have that kind of cobbled together look. Of obviously that's cobblestone, right? 
So, I mean, you have that that look. It gives it kind of that that old look. And once people have walked on it enough, right, yeah. it'll look it'll start to look more old. So, all right, he says, "I'll check Michael's tip of the week." We since we used it this week. Did you know that behind the counter of most stores, you can buy any meds you may need from cough drops, which my brother bought, to the pink, not gray stuff, and you get a discount with your AP. I did not know that. I didn't either. Wait, one more time? Like all stores? You can go buy cough drops. You can buy... Um, Pepto. Pepto-Bismol. But where? Stores. Stores. In Disney. Apparently. Oh, they... Well, yeah, they have... Like behind the counter, they have That's little, what he said. little tablets. Yeah, pay attention. Cool. The way it was phrased I, I was would confusing actually, to me. I would just go to uh, first aid and get it for free. Right, exactly. Most of that stuff you can get for free. Yeah, which is uh, I don't know why you would get want to pay for it unless, of course, you need a lot of it. Right. Unless you wouldn't want to. Yeah. In which case, you probably should be leaving the park. <laughs> and uh, see about especially if you need a lot of the pink stuff. CVS <laughs> is, or if you eat a lot of the gray stuff. <laughs> Ooh. I want some of that. All right, yeah. So, yeah. He says, well, hopefully get to the parks this weekend. Maybe I'll see you there. Dan, out. Bye. All right, next email is from Stephanie. All right, she says, hey, guys. With so many changes coming to the parks in the near future, do you think overall attendance will increase or only increase during peak attendance days like summer and holidays? Have you noticed a trend at all in attendance since all these improvements came about? It's fluctuated. I mean, for the most part, it's been as busy as it's always been. There are certain times during the weekdays, especially in the evenings, when it, the evenings it doesn't, dies down a little bit. The evenings seem to die down, especially this week. I know Rebecca was mentioning how it's, well, it's been cold. It's too. cold, so anytime it's cold, you're gonna have people leaving early, especially people with kids especially with the flu going around and all kinds of other I would say external factors like that play a huge role as well. Yes, they it's always cold, do. It's, it's too cold, it's too hot, it's too rainy, Main Street's too flooded as last year. I got um, a, on Saturday, I got to the park right before 5, probably about 4.30 or so, and I parked in Jesse, and the whole buzz was empty still. Wow. So yeah, it does fluctuate. It does, you know, because a lot of times Saturdays are really, really busy, and then... Like I said, on Saturday wasn't that busy during well, some, that time. Some a lot of people don't think about too is when the when all the passes are blocked out except for the the top two. A lot of people just can't go, so yeah. the, the attendance is the parks are actually less packed than you'd think they would be. Saturday was the case because all the passes were blocked except for the top two. Right, so that's the only time you can go. Um, I mean, know my sister was there on Friday. She said it was really busy, but then Saturday I heard it wasn't. I don't know. The The crowds are a tricky thing. They're very tricky to figure that out. You know, I mean, I think somebody, the best people to have it figured out are the ones that will give you an 80%, 90%, whatever, uh, the websites, you know, the crowd tracking websites. That's probably the best place to figure out if you're trying to plan a day or something. But I just know. I don't fluctu- even go by ju- those. I just those know are, that it fluctuates. Those are not even. You don't think they're accurate? No. Where do they gain their information from? Guessing. Um, his, I, it's it's kind of like the farmer's almanac. They're just using they're, pre, they're using previous years to determine what. Yeah, they're guessing. I don't uh, previous year that. together with season together with you know how's how's the last few days been together with special events. 
you know, they put all those factors together and figure it out. Are there any conventions in town? You know, stuff like that. So in other words, they're guessing, like just like the weatherman does. Educa- like, educated guessing, yeah. It's still guessing. All right. I've seen, I've, I've known people who said, oh, I'm not going to go to the park because it's busy. And then we go to the park and it's not busy. So right. and then, and they said, oh, well, blah, blah, blah said, mouse weight said, this said, no. Why don't you just ask people who are actually there? All right. Thank you for your email, Stephanie. Who's right. next? So we have a new emailer. Uh-oh. Whoa. But um, they're always uh, talked about on this show anyway. So oh, I don't is... know if it counts. Does it count? Is it Tim? It's not me. Is this better half? Uh-oh. Yes. I mean better. From Elizabeth. Uh-oh. Oh, from his Elizabeth. You I was talking about your Tim. She oh, no. told me that she, as I was leaving, she goes, maybe I'll email. So we'll see what happens. All right. So here it goes. Her subject line is, hello. Hi. Who are you? Oh. <laughs> she says, hi, guys. I listen to the podcast in my car while I go on errands. I think you guys are hilarious. My go-to snack is popcorn. I think it's yummy and delicious. I wish we had popcorn buckets like they do in Tokyo or Hong Kong. Right. I have a few in my collection. What go-to snack do you have to have while you visit the park, and what do you collect? And if you guys are lucky, I'll tell you what else I collect next week. Elizabeth the Dumbo Lady. Now, when she says few, that's kind of like a drastic understatement. Um, just a few. She's probably got 50 popcorn buckets in her collection. <laughs> What's your go-to snack, Anthony? I don't know if I really have a go-to snack. I mean, you don't really never ever usually see me getting anything. Usually I always get a drink or something, so that's more of my go-to snack as a drink, I guess you can say. Yeah, I'm more likely to have a drink. I mean, because, I mean, we, you know, obviously sometimes we've gotten we've gotten uh, funnel cakes before together right. and stuff like that, but, I mean, it's not like I go out of my way to go buy a churro. In fact, I never really, I've never paid for a churro. Right, right. I mean, the only thing, the only time we ever paid for a churro was that time we got the churro on May the 4th just to get the handle. Oh. I think that was the only time I've ever, the only, the last time I paid for a churro. Well, I paid for the, the, the you the, paid for the s'mores churro. Yeah, and then the strawberry. Right. Was it a sour, sour strawberry? Strawberry rose gold? No, no, no. The sour the basic one? bitch. The sour, <laughs> the sour strawberry one or whatever they had. Oh, the watermelon. Oh, watermelon. watermelon. That, that yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I like but, that. But, uh, I mean, and then, I mean, I, popcorn i guess but the only time i get popcorn is if i'm getting a popcorn bucket right so i mean yeah i mean i'm gonna say my base my go-to is is a drink because that's pretty much my snack i mean unless it's a mickey's halloween party then you know desserts skittles and uh skittles (laughs) and uh carrots and apples yeah apples. oh my yes yeah i I don't think i have a go-to snack anymore I can't have anything, but um, his go-to snack was a corn dog. <laughs> yeah, well, I can still have that. I mean, I like the corn dog. I used to, I used to be a big fan of the chimichanga, but the popcorn. I do eat a lot of popcorn. Having uh, Elizabeth with me, she's a big fan of the refillable popcorn buckets, even though we seem to forget them from time to time. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. It's just unless we were trying those parfaits. I mean that. Darth by chocolate was the bomb, so I had that. I would say that was my go-to snack every time I went during the season of the forest and they had the Darth by chocolate parfait. I would always have to have that one. It's that true. One. <laughs> I see all the whole thing. I, you know, this has made me think of a question. 
Being diabetic, Diggs, do you think that Disney should put more effort into having less sugar in their things? I'm going to say no, but I think they need to have more options of no sugar stuff. And I don't mean no sugar options. I mean, I'll, I'll use one example. The, you know, the strawberry fruit bars that they sell mm, in the little carts? Yes. All right. Welch's makes a version of those that's basically just juice that's frozen. You could literally suck the juice out of it and it just leaves ice, right? Okay, you're right. Uh, they have a grape and a strawberry and I think a lime version of the juice. They could easily choose to sell those items instead that are healthier and they're made with pure juice. Instead, oh, instead they choose a version that has like 50 grams of sugar in it. Right. And I think that if they if they chose for you to offer an item that is just healthier in general and they would make the same amount of money on it, then why not? Right. You know, a lot of their specialty drinks, especially like the the one, I remember there was one that had like boba in it and those little the little balls without the fat. Yeah, no Boba Fett, just Boba, like little juice balls. It yeah. was part of the Asian stuff last year. Um, in fact, I think it might have been Lunar New Year. It's like sweet beyond sweet. Right, right. They could choose to do a less sweet drink and mm. probably sell just as many. Oh, yeah. What was that one drink? That other drink you had that one time that was super sweet. It was another one you commented on. The Oh, that the icy one? That was just a plain drink. Was it? I can't remember because I just think about the strawberry le- on the lemonade ones we had, and and that other one was pretty good. Was the tea with the orange bulbos? That was pretty good. And I'm not a tea drinker, but I, I enjoyed that one. But I don't know. I think uh, like amusement parks needs to have more stuff for people who are diabetic and don't want to have or can't have too much sugar, and, or just uh, don't want it. Well, besides that, because for me, I I'm not. I don't like eating food with water. That's just, I just don't like it. I have to have something to drink, you know, like flavor or something. And at Disneyland, I'm lucky that there's lemonade and they have the light lemonade and there's no sugar in that one. So I can drink that. And then I go to Knox Berry Farm and I love the punch there, the or whatever, the boysenberry punch. Mm-hmm. But I'm not supposed to be drinking that. But they do have uh, Coke Zero there, which is something I've been drinking lately. I'm not, it's all right. You know, I'm not into the diet sodas, but. I'll drink Coke Zero when it's available somewhere if I can't have a lemonade. I agree with what you were saying, though, is that they should have options for people that just can't have sugar. But I think that it's kind of like smoking, the smoking section thing to me, right? If you want to smoke, they're going to say, well, go over there and do it where you're not bothering anybody else. They made that choice for us. Right. It's the same thing with the sugar or with, you know, they could easily say we're just we're just going to cut our sugar by half, and that way everybody that's coming here and eating stuff is just better for you in general, right? You know, or whatever it is. Uh, it's unfortunately that's the culture in America is is very sugar based, and that's why we keep eating it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that email. Oh, you know, I will say in response to Elizabeth's message, we do have uh, quite a few popcorn buckets that are from Tokyo and Paris and a couple other cool places. So if uh, if anybody's looking for um, something specific or would just like to see what we've got from the other parks where they have pretty cooler, much cooler stuff, um, you can message uh, Elizabeth at our shopping page is uh, Disneyland Personal Shopping by the Mouse Lovers. Did you see the, um, the Solly? The Solly is from Hong Kong is the newest one. 
uh, I, we're, I'm trying to rack my head around how I'm going to get me some, get one of those. I'll tell you how you get it. How? Fly to Hong Kong? No. Wait till Pixar Pier opens up. And then there's, they'll probably just have it. Yeah, they'll probably just have it. I already heard. It makes sense though that, that they're going to have the same stuff because a lot of the stuff that they've had in Hong Kong already is from here. They just happen to maybe get it there first. I already heard, before that came out, I saw the picture, I already heard that there was going to be a Sully popcorn bucket at Pixar Pier. That makes sense. All right. So our next email is from Giselle and her subject line is recording. Question mark. No. (laughs) All right. She says, hi, friends. Hello. Hope I caught you on a week where you record on Wednesday nights. Oh. Nope. <laughs> Spent. Uh, oh, so just she sent that for last week then? No, she sent this today, but I, I don't know. But all right, she says, uh, spent the spent the long weekend cleaning my house and wishing I was at the parks. I have been reading a lot about Walt Disney World this week, and I just ordered my whole family magic bands. Lucky. Ooh, taking a trip. They seem super easy to use and actually very convenient. I know this past summer is when Disneyland started using MaxPass and scanning your phone in front of the little scanners. I remember thinking about how cool that was. Now I can't wait to experience just waving my arm and getting my FastPass scanned. I saw that some of the walls are down. Hope Flag Retreat isn't too far behind. She says Dan can totally be the mail guy or we could share it. I'm cool with whatever, although he did get to record with you guys. I'm just like an extra person who writes in dirty. Uh, <laughs> See you next week. Well, no. I'll say that it's, it would probably be better if they just both wrote in every week. We had regular messages from people every time. I think that's better. In fact, we like it when new people write in. But the good part about, in my opinion, the good part about the people that write in regularly is they think all week about what they want to talk about or what they want to ask or something, and it adds to the show. Well, my thing is, as long as they feel like that they're competing for whoever's going to be the mail guy, it guarantees we're going to get at least two mails of emails a week. I just so, want to say, before I left my house, we didn't have any. Really? Really. Well, that's pretty good. Well, they all know when, when to send them by. Do they, though? But do they... Do they? All right. Thank you for your email. I mean, Michael was literally the mail guy, and he didn't even know when to send it in. So, Sounds like a Michael issue. All right. Thank you for your it's email, true. Giselle the Gazelle. Appreciate that. Our next email is from Mary. Hey, Mary. And her subject line is Eastern Gateway Project. Uh-oh. She says, Disney bought the Carousel Hotel as part of the Eastern Gateway expansion, and since that idea has been scrapped, what do you guys think Disney will do with the hotel? Leave it until they figure out something or bulldoze it because it's an eyesore and not being used. Wait a minute. Who is this? This is Mary. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe we talked about that a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the uh, whole. We talked about that a couple of weeks a ago, a few bit. weeks ago, about what we thought they were going to do with the, the, the uh, Carousel Hotel. Well, I'm, I know Mary pretty well, and she's just pissed about the fact that all that space is wasted about the fact that the Disney hasn't jumped on buying the, um, the mall over there. I mean, she just, I don't think Disney should buy the mall. I mean, why wouldn't they? You're why right. not buy everything that they can in the I, area? Well, I agree with that concept. You're but talking right about, now, uh, garden, garden walk. walk, garden walk. I, I just don't see why they, 
would want to buy that right now and spend more money. And then, I mean, because we know that that area is not doing good at all over there. Because well, in 10 years, it's going to be doing better. That's, and that's, it's, I mean, it couldn't be doing any worse than it is, is what's going on. Well, it's already been sold once. And well, the only, the only thing I see is the, well, like I said, we discussed this a couple weeks ago. But I think that if they wanted to really wanted to do some sort of uh, like a satellite extension of downtown Disney or something like that, where they could have it uh, where it's uh, maybe themed a little bit better or something like that. Because, I mean, Garden Walk definitely has room to be revived because there's absolutely really no stores or I don't think yeah, over there. Have you been there? Not since... Uh, not since Hard uh, House of Blues went in. It's, it's been years. It's blah over there. Well, that's totally what I mean. Blah. It was always blah before. Is the theater was there, but it was all just a bunch of empty storefronts. The only thing that was ever really doing good was the front, the hard, the the Catella side with all the right. all the restaurants. restaurants do great. I mean, uh, Bubba Gumps and PF Changs and all. Those I think people just walk do. up there and they go to the. Bubba Gums, right? They go to the Cheesecake Factory and then they walk back. And they don't even go inside. Well, clearly, because though they would never have closed the theater if the theater was right. actually doing well. And of course, well, that theater just ran out. And then well, and House then that, that, that theater was like super fake. Anyways, it was a fake. They called themselves an IMAX. That they had an IMAX, but it was a fake IMAX, and all of that. It was just a really, really bad theater. Anyways, but I mean, yeah, nobody ever went actually into the. Uh, the thing itself, but I think that if Disney were to buy it, they could put in more branded mm-hmm. names in there, and they could revitalize the whole thing. Because otherwise, if they don't, if somebody doesn't revitalize the whole area, House of Blues is going to end up suffering, and they're going to end up even worse off than they were when they were in Downtown Disney. Right. Then, so I mean, to get to get to what she was saying in her question, though, she's really wondering about the hotel and how that's going to impact. Well, I think that plans. all connects, though, because that's my that's what I was going to plan. Say. I mean, like I said, like I was saying a few weeks ago when we talked about it, if they were to want to buy Garden Walk, like I said, it could just become an extension of of uh, downtown Disney, where at some point you could almost have an a, a sky bridge going across. That's what I said to yeah. over there and. The whether or not the uh, third gate. Well, I mean, whether or not the third gate happens, or whether or not the eastern gateway happens, the carousel hotel area could still be your. Yeah, it could still end up being, or they could still end up putting some sort of uh, skywalk there across, where it just takes you. It's just a way to get across the street. And then there's a way, and then they maybe build up because you have all the land that was the carousel, and then that all extends out. And then for so- somehow or another, they could end up with a downtown. If they extend all the way from the regular downtown Disney to where the carousel is, all the way to Garden Walk, you can have a gigantic downtown Shopping Disney area, yeah. that rivals Florida. Disney Springs yeah. in Florida. And like I had even mentioned too, when we talked about it before, you could almost even. Uh, actually have that just be standalone. You can almost rename that Disney Springs, right. West Coast Disney Springs, and right. have that be Disney Springs, and you can even still leave the part that's downtown Disney now, still call it downtown Disney, and then that becomes Disney Springs. So here's my question. Is the carousel still open? No. I don't they, think it is. They closed. I believe that it stopped, had already been, uh, yeah, end of, uh, in middle or end of last year, they had already announced the closing date. And then they had already announced when 
it was going to be start tearing it down and everything. I don't yeah. know. Have they started tearing it down or is it still no, there? I think it's still there. So, I mean, as of right now, they've obviously held off on the tearing down part because of that, but it closed. So, I mean, they obviously have one of two options. They could either reopen it so they're not wasting that land. Well, that's the thing. Until they decide they do want to use that how land. Long, how long do you think it's going to be before they figure out this eastern stuff? Five years? More? So if if they deem that it's going to be a really long time before they figure it out, then they might just retheme the Hotel Marvel or something and reopen it. You know, they just redo the rooms with a little Marvel trim or some sort of uh, Star Wars trim or some something Disney, and then they can just reopen it and it's... You know, for a million-dollar investment, they can sell the hotel out pretty much all the time. But, you know, they could do the same thing with Paradise Pier, which now the theme doesn't fit, right? Are they going to re- are they going to redo that, the Pixar Hotel? Maybe. And, I wouldn't be surprised. And, I know, if, huh? and if they redo that as the Pixar Hotel, maybe they use the carousel to offset the people for the time being. I don't know. But I think that until they figure it out, it's just going to sit there. Wouldn't you say? I mean, it's just going to... Yeah, they're not going to do anything... Until they know. What I mean, we do on. know that Disney has no problem wasting space. We Great. discussed it earlier in the show about how much how they waste space. So They've got two options: they either retheme the hotel and reopen it up, or they just let it sit there until they figure out everything east of the parks. It, right. To me, it would make the most sense to have a sky bridge that goes over through the Carousel Hotel area to a parking structure in the back that connects to another sky bridge to sit to Garden Walk. And then on the other side of Garden Walk, another sky bridge that connects over to the eventual third park starting in K-Lot to Toy Story. That way there'd be literally a, a, a nonstop connection from Disneyland and Harbor Boulevard where the monorail runs right there. It would There'd be a, a, a continuous route that connects all the way down to Toy Story and they wouldn't have to touch the street at all. And I know that's a big project, but really Garden Walk is the only thing in between where the new parking structure was supposed to be, where uh, Pumbaa, right? It's the Pumbaa lot, and where the carousel and all that is. And then the Disney Way is on the north side of Garden Walk, and on the south side of Garden Walk is Catella, correct? I mean, it would literally go from the very end of the new park when they eventually, probably 20 years down the line, open this third gate, and it would it would connect all the way to Disneyland. There'd be, you know, you could you could foot walk it without being on city property. Wouldn't that make the most sense, really? I agree. I mean, it? I think that that would be an ideal situation. I don't know if that's what we're going to eventually get, but it definitely is a good idea, and, well, I think we need to make it happen. We'll just take over everything. It's fine. We're there good. you go. Well, I think it's you know it's time. Hold on, for, I got some money for, right here in my pocket. Oh, no, it's time for petitions. Those seem to do oh, really yeah. well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, move it on. Thanks. Save Thank the you. redhead and all that. <laughs> Thank you for your email, Mary. Appreciate that. Thanks, all right. Mary. Next email is from Michael the Mail Guy. Whoa! Whoa. It's Whoa. a surprise. The, it says Michael the OG Mail Guy here, fighting for his rights. Friday at the parks and the start of the busy holiday weekend. Just because it's busy don't mean you can have fun unless you don't have Max Pass. I got it for the family, and I think they fixed the bugs because it was beautiful. He said many times he had three Fast Passes at a time. Most of the Fast Pass lines were 10 minutes or less, except for Space Mountain. Yeah, they got some kinks to work out up there. Uh, Longest Fast Pass line I've ever seen. 
15 minutes to get inside the building. And then another 15 usually to get on the ride from there. Right. He says he highly recommends it for a one-day use, or if you always into rides, it's a must for $75 for the year. PhotoPass is a plus with MaxPass. It's crazy crowds, but I made the best of it. Did lo- did lots of walking, rides, and spending money shopping with at a 35% discount for my purchase. Thank you to my cast member friend. Whoa, breaking the rules there, huh? It says Lunar New Year food looked good, but only one disappointed. My wifey got the the faux bow and I got the pork spare rib, I think. And rice with some other stuff. He said tight asses on the food again. I will send Dick's pictures. It was hit and miss. Fun times once again at the park, and I will be back again with everyone for Glow with Michael. Fourth annual glow with Mike glow not glow with Michael, but fourth annual fourth annual glow Disneyland and pajama jam returns this weekend Friday night at Disneyland and Sunday half day till night at DCA. Uh, if you guys want more information on that, go to One Big Disney Family Entertainment on Facebook. Hope to see some Aspire listeners at the event. And he says we will have a friend Melody from Mom's Vlog eighty will be there as well this year. Love and shout out to her son, Elijah. Rest in Disney Paradise. All right, question. The walls are coming down. Do you like what you see with the bricks added? Does it make Main Street pop that much more better? I think we answered that question already. All right, so uh, this question I'm going to ask to um, to Tim. What is your view of the new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer? I think the trailer looks awesome. I haven't played since the first game or second game. Uh, I haven't played the handheld. I mean, I played a little bit on the handheld or the the DS version. Um, I think Kingdom Hearts is a really cool series. As I get older, I realize that I'm not the I'm not quite the gamer. I like my (laughs) I like my Mario games, but anything more complicated than that gets a little difficult. I think that uh, I think that it looks awesome though. My friend Jesse's a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, and I talk with him about Kingdom Hearts all the time. So uh, I think it looks great. What do you think? And you get your your gamer right there, Anthony. You know what? I haven't played Kingdom Hearts since the first one, so I don't really have any opinion on it. It's just the uh, we were talking earlier. This game has been coming out for like four years, <laughs> and I'm so freaking tired of waiting for it and seeing all the videos, than just have it keep being delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. All I keep seeing is, oh look, it here's this land a year ago, and then a couple, then just a couple. We, uh, a month ago or so, we saw, oh, here's Monsters, Inc. land, and just keep showing us stuff, but no game being released. Well, I'm done with it. I don't care. If it gets released, it gets released. I'm all about Red Dem- Redemption 2. Ooh, I want to play that. What's that? <laughs> Are you going to have Redemption? He said that you guys forgot this game when it was one of the biggest announcements at D23 Japan. Well... We didn't no, forget we didn't it. forget. I intentionally didn't talk yeah. about it. It wasn't even an announcement. They just talked about that Monsters was going to be in it. That's all they talked yeah. about. There was no announcement. I will say that I've mentioned it every week for the last three weeks. We just chose not to talk about it. Right. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. Nothing's really happened yet is really the issue. No, there's nothing. It's Yeah. All right. So he says, till then, this is Michael, the OG milk guy, saying bye. Bye. All right, so thank you for your email, Michael, the OG mail guy. 
Mary, Giselle, Elizabeth, Stephanie, and Dan the Man. Woo! So uh, that might be a record. I don't know. I think we had about that much before. So there's one person who's missing. Been well, there's a couple of people who've been missing from emails. One is and fan, Na- fancy Nancy. Nancy. And Nancy, for, email us. Let us know that you're alive. And Fernando Xavier Hubbard. Oh yeah, he's he's been missing for a while. And he uh, actually uh, texted me the other day, telling me he's going to be uh, dirty and not me and not email. Well, he texted me, letting me know <laughs> that he was going to be uh, working in uh, San Bernardino, have to do something over there, and he was going to call me and uh, we're going to meet up for lunch. So I'm still waiting for lunch. Who's that? Fernando. Oh, right. All right, so anybody have any questions, comments, your own tip of the week, tip of the month, tip of the day, all you have to do is email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. Sing it. I did. All right, so don't forget to help support the podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash mousefire. Any amount will help us here because we have a lot of issues going on and we need some help uh, repairing some of this stuff, so... You guys head over there, and you can uh, give the three dollars. What's it called, Michael? The Mel guys three dollars donation. You can click on that and give us three bucks, or you can pick whatever amount you would like to donate. Like I said, we'll really appreciate that. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/MousePire. Help support the podcast. All right, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Mouse Power Podcast. There you can listen to our podcast. A lot of people have been doing that lately, and I really appreciate all of you listeners who are listening to us on YouTube. So go over to YouTube, search Mouse Power Podcast, subscribe, and check out the podcast there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. Bye. Exactly. Oh, oh wait. Almost there. But yeah, this is going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. We appreciate you guys taking your time to listen to us. Just like uh, Elizabeth does when she's running errands. She's listening to us in the car, thinking about her popcorn bucket. So yeah, we appreciate all you guys listening. And... Uh, uh, Anthony's over here eating pretzels and we've been eating pretzels all day long. Okay. Maybe not all day long, but anyway, I'm just going to put the whole thing in my mouth. Oh crap. Right. So, Hey, we told you the walls are coming down and that's a good sign. And, uh, but I don't, nothing about Chris Jericho. No, no, oh, okay. not that wall. Oh, not that wall. Okay. Not yet. But yeah, we'll be, uh, having the, um, what's the March 15th. The uh, vehicles come back to Main Street either 15th or 16th, one of those days. And um, we'll be having the flag retreat this Friday on the 23rd. That's pretty cool. Can't wait for that. I will be in the park on this Friday on the 23rd for uh, Michael's Glow with Michael and his PJ event that's going on on Friday and Sunday. I don't think I'll be there on Sunday. I might go back on Saturday. Not sure yet, but definitely we'll be there on Friday. All right, don't forget, you can go catch Black Panther over at DCA doing some photo ops and all that with his Royal Guards. Catch Black Panther the movie. You'll, be, you'll enjoy that a lot more. Well, do both. Yeah, exactly. Go get your picture taken with Black Panther and then go see the movie. And if you guys are heading over to Florida, don't forget, Toy Story Land opens on June 30th. So if you guys are going to be there this summer after that, that would be pretty cool. And if there's anyone actually going there when Toy Story Land opens or after that, 
uh, let us know how it is over there and let us know your experience there at Toy Story Land and all that stuff. Yes, if anybody does plan on being there within the first few days or any time during the first week of Toy Story Land opening, we will name you an official Mouse Pirate correspondent and you may definitely at least get have an email <laughs> since we don't know how well, to actually have you on the podcast. Oh, no. I mean, if somebody were to like want to go cover something for us yeah that's what i'm saying that's they what I said. could they could do what dan did and make a recording of oh, their yes, review you're right absolutely afterwards right. send us the file and we'll play it on the air yes absolutely correct be a correspondent yes we I, definitely i challenge you we're definitely looking for somebody who thinks that they could be at the opening of toy story land for some sort of correspondent not a correspondence course but to be a <laughs> to be a media correspondent for us we do not provide any financial aid here no we don't have um, aid. we don't have aid to financially something. No, but you can definitely ask Michael. Well, he because he might give you three bucks. Yeah, he might give you three bucks. <laughs> don't forget the flag retreat might be coming back this Friday. Should be coming back this Friday, so keep an eye out for that. And the walls in the town square should be coming down. And once again, don't forget Friday, April thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth will yeah. be the beginning of Pixar Fest. And all of the stuff that comes with that. Fireworks, parades, oh my. Yes, can't wait for all that. And don't forget that the incredible float for Paint the Night won't debut until June. So, yes. Oh yeah, and real quick, they uh, announced the packages for the Paint the Night Parade over in DCA. They mm, have packages. I saw that. I forgot all about that. Just remember that right now. So I just want to remind everyone who, if you guys... The thing is, is people were all, oh, my God, I went, and it's already sold out. Well, they weren't actually looking at the date that it starts, you know, in April. They were looking right now. There's no dates available. Well, it's not to start until April. Right. But the, the Disney system for this kind of thing is a little flawed, I'd have to say. I went on there, and I found the date. Right. It was open. You've got to think outside the box to make it work. you got to, like, know the date, go to that date, choose the date. They don't just tell you the open dates, which is what I think would be... If you could go on the system and just choose an open date, it would be easier. You have to know the date you're looking for. and Yeah, but my point is that people were looking like right now in February, and they said, there's no dates available. Well, because they're looking at the wrong time. Exactly. So that's my point. And I just want to remind people, if you are getting these packages, these package deals for the dinner or whatever they're offering, and you want to see the new Incredible Float, that's not until June. So... If you're expecting to see that float, you're not going to see it, and don't complain and go to Chamber of Commerce because you got the package and that float wasn't there. Of course, as always, get all this information and more from our social medias. We are, of course, Mousepire on the Facebook and at Mousepire on Instagram and the Twitters. I am at Dubacks for Life, the number four, Dubacks, the number four, and Life on Twitter. Check it out and all this stuff. And if you're interested at all in whatever I saw or anything from the Doctor Who convention, then be sure to check that out also. I'm Tim. And you can find me the same ways as always. Tim Fresh One on Facebook. There's a hyphen between the fresh and the one. Uh, as I mentioned, Elizabeth, uh, who wrote in this week, has a shopping service. If you live out of town or don't have a pass and need something from inside the park, you can message uh, the shopping page. as Disneyland Personal Shopping by the Mouse Lovers on Facebook. Uh, or check out our... Uh, my Disney Garage Sale group, which we were just talking about a second ago. Also, Mouse Lovers 1313 is uh, our fan page. So check those things out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. 
There you will see when your button order going out. And don't forget, it helps support the podcast. Visit patreon.com slash mousepire. Any amount will be greatly appreciated. Or you can head over to dgpclothing.com, purchase some mousepire gear that would also help support the podcast. That's D as in Donald, G as in Goofy, P as in Pluto, clothing.com. And don't forget to head over to YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel there, Mouse Power Podcast, and listen to the podcast on our YouTube. Yeah. Hashtag buttons, not pins. Until next time, remember, it's not about the size of the meat. It's about how it's cooked. So for Johnny Lawrence, Doctor Who, and Caleb Doom, I'm Anthony. Who? I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. That's not how the force works. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Together forever. You're oh. breaking my heart. Oh. I don't know if this goes like that. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Together forever, a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, screw you then. I got poked over the weekend. Disgusting, man. It's kind of big. Whoa. I like turtles.